It's Tuesday, August 31st, 2021, and this is the People's Podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast. Smokey, this is not Nam, this is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior! America! Steak. For breakfast! So stand by! This episode of the podcast is brought to you, as always, by Man Rubs. You can find them at manrubs.com for all your barbecue needs. Mm. Rubs, barbecue tools, blow torches, t-shirts, coffee cups, and everything you could possibly need to make barbecue great again. Use the code STEAK15 for 15% off everything in their store. Also brought to you by Stay Ready Gear, stayreadygear.com, and on Instagram, stayreadygearusa. They have holsters, custom Kydex, Everyday carry-related stuff, tourniquet holders, on- and off-duty gear for those of us who wear our last names on our chest. Use the code STEAK for 5% off everything in their store. Some of the world's most technologically advanced in-studio recording gear can be found at odyssey.com. They have extremely high-quality headphones, earbuds, and things of that nature. Find them at odyssey.com, they're on Instagram, and they're on Facebook. Medicating mediocrely. Yep. It happens. Medicating or medicing? Both. Sometimes you just are deep within the uh, throngs of chest compressions, and uh, they just don't make it. Nobody feels more secure and relieved when you show up on scene with your med bag, and it's got mediocre medic patches on it. You can find them on Instagram and at mediocremedic.com. Firearms. Yep. Love them. Yeah. Got them. I lost mine in a boating accident. Places like Australia and even the UK wish they had more of them right now. You know where you can find them here in the States? West Coast Survival Arms. They've got a completely redesigned website. Mike's been servicing Southern California for over a decade. He's got a five-star rating and is a licensed FFL. I think more importantly is he's got ammo. We all need more of that. And can never have enough of it. Mike's on Facebook Messenger, WestCoastSurvivalArms.com, and at 619-870-6992. I think finally, when you're talking about tactical gear in the top tier, the Duck Father, Mark Joe Friday, down at Dumpbox and Dumpbox.us, is just pretty much where you can find everything you need to look like an extra basic bitch when you're out there sporting your tactical gear. Home of the Zero Fuck Stuff patch. Got a coronavirus flag in the studio. I actually am wearing my shirt today. Some pins on my backpack. All that and more. Mark's at dumpbox.us. He's also on Facebook and Instagram. And on that note, episode 59. Welcome to Steak for Breakfast podcast. I'm Roan and joined, as always, by two of my favorite patriots, Noah. Hey, what's How's happening? Not much. How you doing? Here I am. And good old Antoinette. Hello, hello, guys. How are you? Oh, good day to you, ma'am. Um, guys, before we jump into it real quick, don't forget, follow us on Instagram at Steak for Podcast Breakfast. There you'll see the link tree that'll take you to all our social medias, our Telegram, our website, and everywhere you can listen to the show. And on that note, and without further ado, let's introduce our first guest today. She's a former anchor at Sky News. She currently, I would call her owner, operator, and CEO of New Earth Media and a self-proclaimed firebringer, Miss Hannah Kirkpatrick. 
Thank you for joining us today. Hey, guys and girls. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, this is a, a lot more formal than I normally <laughs> just, you know, me on my sofa and different states of undress and, you know, I would call it hot messness. So, yeah, this is good. I've done, had a shower, done my hair, done my makeup for a podcast, but, you know, there I can you see go. you guys. Throw yourself together. Nice. Just imagine somebody calling us formal. I know, right? Yeah. I took a shower. <laughs> I'm actually You're blushing. You're in a studio, guys. I'm blushing. <laughs> We're so, been, in a dirt in a crawl space. <laughs> I haven't been in the studio for a few years. Yeah, just if if you are impressed by some of the stuff like the Obama Oprah interview and the CGI room they created wah, there, wah, wah. you should see the smoke and mirrors we're playing with down here in San yeah. Diego. <laughs> so it's it's better. Uh, yeah. So hey, before we get started with the news, why don't you give us a little bit of uh, insight onto what you're doing right now? Okay. Well, thanks for the intro. Um, yeah, I love how owner operator CEO. I mean, I. I'm a trained journalist, whatever the F that means these days. You don't need to be to do what we're doing. Um, because I taught myself how to then design websites so you can teach yourself anything. But um, I went to uni, did a broadcast journalism, that's college for you guys in America, broadcast journalism degree, always wanted to be an anchor, we call it presenter. Um, so that's kind of just what I was, you know, that's the path I was on when I was like 20 or 18 till, you know, 21 years old at uni and then stuck I got into Sky work experience and quite early on and stayed at Sky News and Sky Sports News so that was where I wanted to go fucked around for a few years doing some other things and then I went went in there when I was ready to like join the real world so in I enter um worked for a couple of years as a bottom of the pile you know they call it a runner production right. junior and then I got my shot one day some girl who was meant to be presenting crashed her car couldn't make it I'm there they knew I wanted to be a presenter. Wasn't there a movie about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it Catherine Heigl or something like that? You know, she's normally in those movies. So, yeah, I just ended up getting asked to come and just fill in for this girl because I think I'd done a screen test, I think, and I hadn't heard back. So, yeah, I'm in there. They see I'm in. They check, check on the system. I'm in the building that day. So that was my lucky day. I get told to go to makeup, go to wardrobe. There you go. That's your shot. So that's how that started. Wow. So then. Stressful. Yeah, so I got all my. Thanks got all my shifts from that um and I just was doing that for a, a number of years really um reading the auto cue what you guys call teleprompter yeah but I ended up getting stuck in sport though I did get stuck in sports I wasn't really doing like you know mainstream news um I was too young I think so you know what I mean like when you're 23 24 you're not really going to be yeah. able to be a credible political or you know news anchor really well, who is credible in these days anyway? I probably would have been more credible than what was there, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's what I wanted to end up doing, but I knew that, that I was too young for that. So I just took my blonde-headed young self and thought, okay, and then I'll be able to get ahead in sports. So that's what I'll do for the beginning, and then I'll maybe segue. Little did I know that, obviously, I would realize what the was up with the industry, and it was icky and... Um, a weird place to be and if you didn't you know what do you guys say if you didn't kiss all the right butts you didn't really get ahead and there was just always yeah. jump through this hoop now jump through this hoop now Hannah, jump through this. and I wouldn't flirt with the bosses so yeah. you know there's that um it was just like I had to become this encyclopedia of sport like that no man ever had to become but when you were a woman in sports broadcasting, you um, you couldn't get anything wrong. You couldn't get a pronunciation of a name wrong. You couldn't get 
a score wrong. You couldn't get a ground, you know, for like a, a, a football ground wrong. You couldn't get anything wrong. Right. So I, I, yeah, for years I just like researched and researched and I would, I would revise before live shows, you know, and then after about six months or so, because I ended up working other places as well as at Sky, which was only reading auto cue there. It wasn't live stuff. Um, I ended up having a live show for, um, what, do you, what do you guys call like betting companies? Like we call them bookies. Bookmakers. Yeah. 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 Bookies. Yeah. Yeah. So like it was a company called Labrix and Coral. I ended up working for them and I, I got given a Saturday morning and other days, but Saturday morning flagship show, um, which was all unscripted, no auto cue. And it was just ad lib as we call it. And it was just, um, yeah, it was my thing. And I loved it. And but for like six months, I would revise every night before the show. Like I can't get anything wrong. I can't get anything wrong. And then after that, it was just easy. It was just, you know, I didn't need to revise because I knew everything. And, you know, the, the, the intro would just roll off my tongue. Like, you know, hello, good morning. Welcome to Big Sassy right here on, and then you hear the voice there, can't you? Coral nice. TV. Plenty yeah. to look forward to today with a busy day at the racing room or whatever, you know, and I would just reel it off. It's intense, but it's fun once you get the hand. Yeah. yeah. So fun. So yeah, that's that. Um, then what happened? Um, I guess there was like personal things going on, but also I wasn't obviously playing ball, I suppose, how I should have done been doing um in the in the in the in sky. And um I got a bit sick as well. And there's all this stuff all going on at once. And um they had a reshuffle and um I guess I was always quite vocal about things, you know, as I always have been, if things were a bit weird or that doesn't really make sense, or you know, in a meeting for because I ended up I did go to a lot of um like morning meetings so I ended up doing a few jobs there and I was in some of the news meetings and this is how it would go you know people say to you people talk amongst ourselves and we talk about um mainstream media and how you know how corrupt it is like not everyone can't be involved obviously everyone isn't Mm -hmm. but this is my insight of what I saw in those kind of morning meetings and I guess I was the sort of person that wasn't just gonna do what they, they should do to get where they needed to get you know where they wanted to get because this is how it would go this is the meeting everything's already been set the day before the day before the night before like I don't know who would do that but there was always a like a um, editor's notes and you, you could access that for each day probably for like a week or two in, in advance you could see like a rough structure and then each day or night a couple of days before that would you know get filled in a little bit more mm-hmm. so they knew the stories for the day so whoever decided that I don't know then there would be morning meetings with these notes and then they would obviously like ask, and everyone had already been assigned where they were going and what they were covering, like reporters and stuff like that. And then there would be, you know, anyone have any questions or anyone have any ideas, which they'd already told you what you needed to do. And a couple of times I'd put my hand up and say, well, if you're going to do that, like, do you not maybe think maybe you should talk to this person or that person or maybe, maybe you know, try and contact this organisation? No, that's the story. That's the structure. That's what we're doing. And I'd just be like, okay, cool you're kind of missing up a whole middle part there you know no no don't be difficult you know that kind of thing I'd be like all right okay I won't be difficult then awesome and people just learn if they're given a story they're like oh my god yeah I've got the story cool awesome like they just know not to rock the boat and they go and do the story and they, they, they're told they're almost given a framework before they go and they know if they don't follow that then they're not going to get given it again and they're not going to get ahead and they're not going to end up where they want to get so that's why everyone becomes a pop person mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if we're not, uh, we're we're kind of in the demand answers narrative now, and uh, question everything. So, well, that was not connected. This is all very not connected. How I'm, why I'm doing this? I, yeah, <laughs> this is just like really random. 
mm-hmm. just so happens I used to do that as a job you know it, it, the whole bit I've missed in the middle is I ended up leaving that that industry and um ended up doing voiceover for quite a long time and then I hated that so then I just in, in my spare I think I made my own website in my kind of spare time I started making websites for my friends businesses and that just became a thing and I was so miserable in this dead-end voiceover job that I had which was like oh doing like property sales voiceovers like the same thing over and over all day long like just reading information about houses and it was like six paragraphs and it was the same candor like the same like I was in a trance it was just miserable so I started this website business on the side and then long story short I just did like the whole like if we can still mention friends it's like a thing that we used to love but we you know they're a bit weird now but um (laughs) You know, like, you, you know, you the whole thing, like, I quit the gym, right? So I quit the gym. I quit the job. Like, yeah. I got the fear. I got the, and that's, that's a di- I mixed two different things. I know. When does, who gets the fear? Two different people. Quit the gym is different. Rachel quits her job at the Central Perk, right? And she gets the fear. <laughs> all right? Something like that. So I got the fear and I had to make it work. So I had this website design business. So that's in the middle. And then all the way along, I've always been awake as a human, my whole life really I never had like an awakening moment I just always kind of was I'm one of those weird ones and um my dad though would have been quite instrumental in getting into this whole stuff because he was in the military um I don't know if that's connected yeah it is connected because I guess his whole um uh the, the whole like thing with him and I talking about things or not that he ever said anything he shouldn't have done if anyone's listening but um his protest I guess his job he left the REF five years early um after this after the second Iraq war and all that stuff so you know I kind of got a vibe of something wasn't quite right there um and then I just ended up on my own path of learning about the truth about 9-11 and that was like one of the first things I think I can't remember what I saw before but there was a zeitgeist, there was the truth about 9-11, like when it was on um, YouTube, this 10-part thing. And yeah. I, remember my, yeah, I remember my dad like sitting on the chair next to me while I was watching it with headphones on a laptop. And he kind of hadn't, I don't know if he'd led me to it or not. I can't remember if he told me that. He, he used to sort of steer me to things without saying anything, you know? He just, he's very clever like that. So I'm watching it and I'm going, <gasps> like, as I see the squibs and all the thing, and I'm turning around and he's going, keep watching, sweetie, keep watching. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of happened for a while then I remember he sent me a thing as well which everyone should watch this too called the great global warming swindle it's um I'll send you guys the link it's a it was in England it was a channel Four dispatches documentary which you'd think would be like pretty mainstream but that was awesome that got me on the whole because he's obsessed with like the whole global warming is not a man-made thing and like he used to he's a bit obsessed with it so that just like completely eradicated any slight indoctrination I'd had on that. Um, what else? And I learned about fluoride and just kind of went off on my own way. Long story short, had a bit of a gap in the middle. And then um, I guess I'd always liked Trump. I always, I never had a dislike towards him, even when the whole grabbing by the, you know, what came out was like, whatever. I've had worse things said to me when I was a waitress at Hooters, which FYI I was when I was at, uni- when I was at university. <laughs> nice. Yeah nice in England it's not the same I guess I don't know if it's bad or not I don't really care but in England there's only one restaurant so it's kind of like um a novelty you know Mm. anyways it was fun so um I we the whole I think I think along this time I'm I'm learning I think my dad was into Alex Jones I think at the time which is not now but a lot of people got woken up by him um so I'm doing the whole Alex Jones thing but I couldn't deal with him it made me feel very anxious like the screaming and like the, <laughs> sweating with a shirt yeah. over his head like, well, it's a bit oh. weird. yeah so I took a break from that then I entered Trump in terms of the presidency 
love him, love that. And then in, in the UK, I'm at the same time getting very involved with Brexit um, vote and very quite vocal about that. And um, uh, my dad was too, and my whole family were actually, so we were all on the same page. And then enter Q and my, my, it's my dad that saw it obviously first and he saw it pretty much near the date of the first post. It was like just the end of October, 2017 or beginning of November. And just from then he was just always sending it and sharing it. And yeah, just so oh, everything- That got into Q too? Yeah, yeah. He was the one who wow. showed me, told me about it. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, yeah, I think cause he's ex-military. So I think he saw it on a military um, forum he was on. Excellent save. I don't know if I'd want to throw it out there that my dad was a Chan board veteran either. <laughs> Those are some of the spiciest uh, memes on the planet. I don't know. He might have been, but I don't think it was that. I think he was on this thing called P Prune. Okay. Which a lot of pilots were on. He's, he's a pilot. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, my dad is probably going to be mad. Actually, he won't be mad that I've outed him. He's already out. But yeah, so that happened. Um, and then I get in- introduced to that. And then, um, but I kind of didn't know what to do with it, you know, all the information that they were saying I kind of knew it from the whole Alex Jones years but didn't know what to do with it you know you kind of like when you first meet Q you're kind of like okay cool now now what you know because I didn't know how to use it no no one really did and then longer story short had a few years of sleep of just you know not sleep but like asleep at the wheel and then last year um just kind of woke back up to all in the summer um yeah, there's a whole YouTube interview I've done about this. So you can go, guys can go check that out rather than me telling the story now. But yeah, I just kind of like woke up and got reactivated. And then I've just been, I'm just like, kind of like, what the, what? This yeah. is shit. What the, hang on a minute, guys. There's a treatment. It's called, I don't know if I can I say hydroxy on here. Yeah. yeah, why not? There's hydroxychloroquine. There's ivermectin. There's the Zelenko method. There's this, there's that. There's the America's frontline doctors. Why are they being censored? Oh, they're speaking in front of the Supreme Court. Why is that getting taken down while it's on live? The live stream that I shared on Facebook. Why is my Facebook post getting deleted? What the, you know, then I start getting shadow banned and, and I'm just kind of was just sharing things on my own personal account. And then I started getting deleted and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, now you've really pissed me off. Um, so it was because I got my Instagram deleted and I got shadow banned on Facebook um, and like banned, like, you know, like Facebook jail or whatever. I was, I was just, I was quite angry. Like they deleted my personal Instagram account and I, I never really even shared anything that wild. I didn't do Q. I didn't do anything like that. I just was sharing the truth. And it was really just like COVID. It was like entry level stuff, you know, and about the election and stuff and about Trump. And I didn't even get as far as the laptop. I don't think, cause I think I got deleted before that, but <laughs> you and the New yeah. York post. Yeah. Got him yeah yeah that was wild the new york post gets their twitter account suspended for showing their own link to a story that they've journalistically researched themselves and vetted all the information and verified all the email chains by going to people that were in the email chain and going do you have a copy of this email yes okay can we see it awesome it's real oh you just can't even write this stuff good thing the the taliban still has their twitter account yeah you know what i mean yeah that's fine isn't it so yeah that's how new earth media became born because i got deleted and i got angry and i made a telegram channel because everyone was going over there and it was called hkp's voice at the beginning like because i had my voice taken away and that people call me hkp and then that's now just i had a dream one night that i had this thing called new earth media it was just the name and i just made that so i decided to be anonymous and like not piss off all of my friends i'd already like kind of lost most of them you know just a few so um, you know what i mean you gotta kind of go slow with that yeah well, they've all they've all they've all gone already, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just decided to do thing. Yeah, it's happened to all of us, hasn't it? Yeah. 
but yeah, I just decided to do this anonymous thing, as in like it's not that anonymous because obviously I do say who I am, but um, didn't want to ask anyone to follow me. It wasn't that kind of thing. Like friends follow. It was I wanted it to be. If you want to be here, this is this right. is it. Come, I don't want to ask anyone. And that was it. And now I'm on like the third one of those. But yeah, anyway. Oh, the there'll, there'll be more to have before this is awesome than I can <laughs> only assume. I'm quite, I'm quite, I try and be quite careful with it, but I'm still shadow brand as AF. So yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see if they're going to let us actually get to 10K on our Instagram this time before they delete it. You know, they, they were all excited at 8K last time. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm quite happy. That I, I got, to, I'm on like six, I'm nearly on 7,000 on this account, but they, they, they bottled me at about 5,000 is when I got such shadow band until that point I was getting like 200 followers a day and like you know you log in you must remember these days and you log in and your notifications there's so many that right I just don't even bother with the shadow bands anymore now it's like if I see that our content interaction is low I'll literally put a hundred things in our story and I'll just make it to where like okay well people are at least going to click on it and share it and then I link every account that I share st- to our stories so if you want yeah. that, you just get the content interaction and it winds up kind of breaking it. It's one of the little hacks for the, yeah. for the shadow band. Some, some people just get like that. depressed. I believe me, I get a lot of messages in our inbox that talk about like, oh man, I'm so shadow banned. I don't want to do this anymore. I was like, okay, first of all, just social oh, media. Oh, no, account. I'm good. Right. Se- yeah. Secondly, you're you going to live. Yeah. Maybe. So, or okay. I'm on my eighth account or like, well, Patriotic Babes on like her 31st account. But. <laughs> Exactly. She she always gets back up to twenty five thousand. Be the real MVP. She'll survive. I, I think it just it puts you on the radar. There's like some sort of like little red light that goes on. Like oh shit, hold on. It's your phone yeah. serial number. That's what yeah. they, they link it to. That's how they stop you from making. Well, I, I can't. I guess we're all the same. Like, I can't make. I can't make Gmail addresses anymore. Oh, or, don't worry. Don't worry. Um, I, I have an account dealer, so I'm gonna have yes, to. I'm gonna have same. to. Hook you I up have with an her. account. So yeah, she buys yeah. Well, she buys burner phones, and then if if you get deleted and you can't make any more, she'll make it for you and give you the login oh, no. information. Oh, no, stop it. So I what have like it? several friends in America that just do it for me when I need them. I'm like, hey girl, um, I need a new Instagram. I can't even make a business one. I can't have a twit. I can't have a new Twitter. I have a business called Be the Goddess Co. Right? It's like goddessy things and like nothing truthy at all. I started a Twitter up. I wrote something like. I mean, who knows what it said? It was something, you know, cutesy, nothing. It was, I wrote one tweet, like, um, you know, to always remember like, today is an amazing day to be the effing goddess you are. I didn't even swear, but I asterisked it. It got suspended Perfect. for uh, going against the terms and conditions, whatever the community. Like, nope, it just canceled again. <laughs> got him. So that, yeah. I have that now. New F Media times two, Twitter's gone. But they let me just shit post on my personal account that I've had for 10 years. Like, I just do the same thing. I never really post on Twitter, but they get me every time on Instagram. I'm so shadow banned right now. I went from like a thousand likes to like 11, 11 in like five hours. I'm like, oh, okay. this is bad. <laughs> I had like a thousand story views a day. Now I have a hundred, if, if anything. I didn't give a shit, by the way. I, I love my new media 2.0. That's my favorite one to be on. Because even though it's shadow banned, it's busy. But like I have the backup one. But so that's why I keep trying to post on there at the minute. Because it does get more interaction. But I just don't really like it. So Right. Yeah. Well, you know. seems like those stories that we hear every week are different, but at the end of the day, the same, because, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, there's a lot of big tech censorship going on and repression of the stories that are actually news. At least at least you guys can join the lawsuit. Everyone keeps saying to me, join the lawsuit. I'm like, I can't. I'm in fucking England. I'm British. I can't uh, do it. Even though I'm American at heart, like, obviously, but I can't. <laughs> I, I was, can't join it. I was in there on day one. I'll be waiting for my 
35 cents. Right, for my account. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, someone will have to Zoom marry me just so I can get on the lawsuit. <laughs> it shouldn't, shouldn't be too hard. You free? So, <clears throat> all right, let's jump into the news now since we're all formally uh, acquainted with yeah. each other. Um, yesterday and a day early, as fucked up as it is with all things regarding this administration, uh, the Afghan pullout was complete. You want to call it pullout. You want to call it surrender. You want to call it whatever it is. Dismal failure. It's terrible. Um, it was a two-week process that was extremely flawed and ill-prepared along the way and uh, resulted in over 122,000 Afghan, air quoting now, refugees already in the United States, and 95% of those are unvetted, untested, unscreened, and do not hold SIV status. <laughs> and those are our friends and collaborators from the Afghan war. So those are the people who... Interpreters. Right, special immigrant visas. Um, 95% of that 122,000 made it in unvetted and unscreened. I don't even want to talk about coronavirus because that's not even really a thing anymore. But um, <laughs> the operation ended 24 hours early, which was kind of confusing, and, and led to an absolute disaster. Yeah. Um, pretty much optically across the world. Oh! Are we going to start that again? Um, how it started a little bit close to a month ago is when uh, Joe Biden sat down and didn't answer questions with Stephanopoulos and, and gave this hopeful forecasting of what the operation was going to look like. Troops might have to be there beyond August 31st. No, Americans should understand that we're going to try to get it done before August 31st. But if we don't... Technically, he wasn't lying. If we don't, we'll determine at the time who's left. Who's left behind? Uh, What? And if if there's American citizens left, we're going to stay till we get them all out. Hmm. Wait, did that happen? Let's find out. So that was a couple weeks ago. And then... More recently, we uh, had yesterday when we flew out of our last flight of Kabul, the Pentagon spokesman gave a uh, update on the pullout and surrender. So let's hear what he had to say a few weeks later. It is what it is. ...of our withdrawal from Afghanistan and the end of the military mission to evacuate American citizens third country nationals, and vulnerable Afghans. The last C-17 lifted off from Hamad Karzai International Airport on August 30th this afternoon at 3.29 p.m. East Coast time. And the last manned aircraft is now clearing the airspace above Afghanistan. We will soon release a photo of the last C-17 departing Afghanistan with Major General Chris Donahue and the U.S. Ambassador to Afghanistan, Ross Wilson, aboard. While the military evacuation is complete, the diplomatic mission to ensure additional U.S. citizens and eligible Afghans who want to leave continues. And I know that you have heard, and I know that you're going to hear more about that from the State Department shortly. Tonight's withdrawal signifies both the end of the military component of the evacuation, but also the end of the nearly 20-year mission that began in Afghanistan shortly after September 11, 2001. It's a mission that brought Osama bin Laden to a just end, Mm. along with many of his al-Qaeda co-conspirators. 
and it was not it was not a cheap mission. The cost was 2,461 U.S. service members and civilians killed, and more than 20,000 who were injured. Sadly, that includes 13 U.S. service members who were killed last week by an ISIS-K suicide bomber. We honor their sacrifice today as we remember their heroic accomplishments. No words from me could possibly capture the full measure of sacrifices uh, and accomplishments of those who served, nor the emotions they're feeling at this moment. But I will say that I'm proud that both my son and So there's that. Kind of a little update from the Pentagon yesterday. Now, I think before we get into any commentary, it best serves us, at least on this show, to remember some of those servicemen and women who lost their lives this week there. Um, we, we've all seen some of the optics from the administration. Uh, everything from Joe Biden looking at his watch. Five times. 13 times. In between every single one. Which wow. was verified by two of the people who were there, Gold Star parents, on Fox News last night. Two different sets of parents who didn't know each other before the incident. Maybe he was checking his heart rate. In addition to, believe it or not, today, before Joe Biden gave his presser on what he called an extremely successful campaign, and that's a quote, one of the Gold Star families he met with at the White House today cussed him out and stormed out of the Oval Office. Nice. That's confirmed. Like uh, in addition to the mother who was there and got so aggravated with the optics the other day during the dignified transfer that she just broke down crying and didn't want to be and tried to start screaming at the people that were there, but they, they kind of pulled her off in a fit of hysteria. But I just want to read the names of the, of the ones who, who lost their lives this week. And it doesn't take into account for the over 2,600 who lost their lives over the course of the 20 year war there, the over 10,000 who died in between Afghanistan and Operation Iraqi Freedom and the over 120,000 who are scarred for life, in some cases viciously, whether it be physical scars or PTSD, um, from these two disasters that we, you know, went through in the Middle East and in, you know, the Asian subcontinent over the last 20-plus years. Uh, Staff Sergeant Darren T. Hoover out of Salt Lake City, Utah. Staff Sergeant Johnny Rosario Pichardo, 25, from Lawrence, Massachusetts. Staff Sergeant Nicole G, out of Sacramento, California. Corporal Hunter Lopez from Coachella Valley in California. Corporal Deegan Page from Omaha, Nebraska. Humberto A. Sanchez from Logansport, Indiana. Marine Corps Lance Corporal David L. Espinosa from Rio Bravo, Texas. Lance Corporal Jared M. Schmitz from St. Charles, Missouri. Lance Corporal Riley J. McCollum from Jackson, Wyoming. Lance Corporal Dylan R. Marola from Rancho Cucamonga, California. Lance Corporal Kareem M. Nakui from Norco, California. In addition to them, the other service members from the Marine Corps, Navy Hospitalman Maxton Soviak from Berlin Heights, Ohio, and Army Staff Sergeant Ryan Knaus, 23, from Corrington, Tennessee. They were all killed in the attack this week um, at the Kabul airport. The average age was 22, youngest was 18, oldest was 30, and all were inspired by the events or events of their family members in getting into the service following the 9-11 attacks. So, yeah, I mean, where we started to where we're at now, and, and there's a lot of stuff to, in bet- to unpack in between, is, is definitely a lot of information, but 
what do you guys think of, uh, you know, the conclusion of the operation as they're calling it right now? I think it was a disaster. Yeah. The whole thing. I mean, what else can you really describe it? Like, I mean, it's just so sad. These young, these young people, you know, have to lose their lives over. It could have been so avoided totally. It's just sad. British people would say it was a fucking shambles. Yeah. You and know, I think British Han- service military people would say that. Yeah. I saw, I saw Nigel Farage on, on OAN this morning, Hannah, and he was talking about how reluctant the UK military is going to be to work with this administration in any context uh, mm-hmm. involved in any global crisis moving forward after this. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Well, unless obviously if, if you know who does ever come back or he doesn't come back, but this whole situation is, um, you know, everyone sees it for what it is. Right. Then hopefully the world can heal. But yeah, as, as these optics stand, I would agree with that. Yeah. Can I say one thing before we go on and I lose it? Just something I hadn't noticed before because I hadn't paid attention to that. Um, you said it was a was it a Pentagon spokesperson. It was. Just, you played the Pentagon. Yeah. Yeah, it was Did a pentagon. Go ahead. The time he said, sorry, the time he read out that they departed at. Tell us. 329, yeah? Oh. So 1529. What does that add up to, the numbers? You're, you're going to know the answer. 17. Oh, imagine that. One five two nine as it's seventeen. Hmm. It's pretty interesting to see how those things just uh, coincidentally always seem to you happen. Know. Right, seventeen. You say, you know, everything I see, I'm like seventeen. You say, okay. I mean, even people that don't really follow Q are, are starting to notice that number pop up a lot. So it's everywhere. It's literally like it's trolling us. <laughs> Basically, even that guy that sorry, I'm not going to go on any longer than this, but that we'll, hopefully we'll talk about him in a little while. Um, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller. Yeah, I was just uh, going to mention that myself. Yeah. He served for 17 years, yeah. Yeah, we, we are going to get into him in just yes, a second. However, him. breaking as we were taking a pee break, uh, Joe Biden <laughs> did give a presser to talk about um, the conclusion of the operation. I have two very brief clips, ones of him speaking and ones of him not answering questions. So, yeah, let's, let, let's get into these two to kind of, you know, bookend – the audios we have regarding, you know, this situation. Yeah. I'm lying. 90% of Americans in Afghanistan who wanted to leave were able to leave. Wait. Okay. So 90%. Yeah. I don't know. Who wanted to leave. That, and, and just for people who are listening in now and may, may not have heard it tonight. Um, whatchamacallit. He screamed the entire time. So that that volume level right there, apparently, I, I felt rude while, while Hannah was giving her backstory. I, I'm sitting there frantically going through Twitter because it's relevant to the, what we're talking about. So they said he's talking now and people were only uploading commentary. Yeah. And we hate playing audio clips of the people who screenshot their television. So I was waiting for a oh couple my gosh, of, yeah. of the mainstreams to kind of <laughs> go and give us some cut up ones. But here's how that whole event ended. Our troops. And that's him not answering any questions and walking away after he said, God bless our troops. <laughs> oh, I thought he said I have to, so, I so, I have to poop. Pretty standard. Um, you know, the other day when we were doing, um, they had the uh, Hurricane Ida 
um, news brief down at FEMA and, and Biden went there and he said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to answer any questions. And they're like, they all start yelling at him. He's like, all right, I'll answer one question. And, uh, you know, they said, to us. Yeah, they told me not to answer any questions. President, there you go. President Biden regarding Afghanistan. He's like, oh, I'm not going to answer questions about that. And he just walked away. So, I mean, I mean, that's kind of where podium. Yeah. That was another one of those, like, they told me I'm not allowed to, and I'm not supposed yeah. to. And, I've been instructed which press member to answer questions first. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just. It's like weird that he keeps saying that. Right. It's like almost like, is he trying to tell us something? Well, like not to take this like too weird, but you know, you have got me on and you know what I'm about. So, you know, yes, it's weird on like that level. And I know that we're all aware of these two kind of, I, I, I will say like this, like, you know, the two consciousness levels of, what we're seeing because there's obviously like a, a um as we believe it i imagine I, I i think we all agree on this the movie you know um the the the, the optics that have to play out for the normies and, and and the public and it's not fake it's real yeah right but it's stressed it, it's emphasized whole, it's bold face yeah. you know you know exactly. what i'm saying it's the whole, like why it's real when it is planned because i think you've probably done this before i'm sure you have you have lots of episodes but if we do the whole q plan and how that has been planned you know on in in using a technology i imagine i think you know about this the whole um project looking glass thing and the whole ability to use a computer as they say to see and map out future timelines so if we go on that basis they know what's going to happen so this is all planned um so yeah that whole part of it is ridiculous but we obviously see it and we know what it's really about it is waking up the normies and waking up the people because all this stuff is my, my point is this none of this stuff is fake and like they're making it happen just to wake people up to, and they're making all these cool things happen that's what I'm, that's what i mean they're not making these cool things happen these things were going to happen anyway yeah or were always going nothing yeah it's like, it's cause and effect. like they injected him and like they allowed him to be where he's at because they know he was going to fuck it up so bad in certain ways i mean there's only so much yeah. we can control when you allow certain things to happen naturally but obviously but then like, where's where's everyone at here on the whole biden thing like are you sorry to take some tangent i'll i'll shut up after this you might all have different opinions but what do you think about him? Do you think that he's just the same guy? No, always was? 100% negative. No. No. There, there's no, no way that the person that was in office with Obama in 2012 is that same person. You would have to do, and, and we've explained it in our show in extent, you would have to do major reconstructive surgery. Like the whole earlobe thing, people put it all over yeah. social media all the time. That is that is part of, you know, pulling your neck back and this, that, and the other yeah, the thing. Yeah, But you would have to, like the chin, the top of the forehead, the temporal areas, you're talking about major bone reconstructive surgery, like shaving bone. That's not true, but the guy, the guy has access to some of the best people in the world. If you're going to go on the basis like that, that, it's Joe Biden, right? His family is very, you know, wealthy and whatnot. Like why, if he did get a facelift, why would it be yeah. such a botch job? Yeah. yeah not, okay. And then the eye color alone. I he, mean, he didn't we, do it in Tijuana. Yeah. People, no, he People should. just glaze over that. They're like, Helico. oh, okay, whatever. Like, People can't really comprehend that, you know. So deep fake. Fine, they can't comprehend that it can't. It might not be him, you know. It's just some actor or somebody else. Right, but. an actor, a clone, a deep fake. Regardless, there's a lot of speculation. We kind of feed into a little bit of them all, all the time, but definitely not the same person. I mean, when you had some of the mains like Hannity, Tucker, AJ, 
all of them, uh, Bannon, literally call it out and say it's everything from a clone to a body double, a deep fake, and a hologram. I mean, it's all part of... And it's I mean, true. It's part of cinematic conditioning to where they say things on TV very gently. They kind of give you crumbs for, for like Hannah just referred to the normies to kind of condition them for if God forbid something does happen and we get the big reveal of everything, then, you know, that they, they are on record as saying, well, we've been saying it for years. It's a clone or it's a, it's a, it's a hologram. I mean, Trump has told us for a long time already, you know? Yeah. He definitely says Joe Biden's not in control of the white house. He says the cabal, right? He's referenced the cabal several times in the last uh, few weeks. Yeah. Well, regardless of what anybody says or what their opinions are, Joe Biden's, I guess the, the footnotes from that statement he just gave was that Afghanistan was a massive success. It was extraordinary. And we are totally in control of the situation and we are doing an amazing job. And all seems like it, right? That comes as footage yesterday the Taliban hanging guy from a Blackhawk? Yeah, an interpreter from a Blackhawk and flying him around Kabul uh, has leaked online. In addition to other things, there are reports today. With Is that a, a tour you can pay for? Or? With a passport that's been <laughs> passed around online of a three-year-old U.S. citizen from San Diego, California, who is trapped in Afghanistan with his father. His father has reached out to the State Department to tell them that not only was he not allowed into the airport, but him, and I'm again stating his three-year-old son, were beaten with horse whips by the Taliban and sent back to wherever they're staying. What? Yeah, there, there, there's apparently 16 people from San Diego, um, El Cajon more specifically, who are trapped in Afghanistan now. They were there on a family trip in between the end of the school year and the start of the new one. Yeah, they were turning people away. And, they, yeah, they were not allowed to, uh, to get into, um, you know, the airport over the course of the evacuation, surrender, retreat, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, that kid's passport circulating online today. It's all over Twitter and, and Instagram. So if you see a passport. With, these stories, do you, are you believing? I would say 30 to 40 percent of them. Yeah. 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 I mean, stuff that I could see with my own eyes, you then have to go and try to date it. I mean, we've seen and we've talked about it last week, debunking like the plane full of men. That was from Turkey in 2018. Yeah. Uh, Antoinette the, referenced the, the football game, right? Or whatever. Rushing into the airport, yeah. and, and we know, uh, you know, there there are things going on that are true and that aren't. Okay, so just on that one thing you just mentioned about the, um, the the black hawk hanging hanging the guy off the black hawk. Mm-hmm. So I didn't make many notes before this, but as you guys were playing your little interest, I thought, hang on a minute, Afghanistan, what things have I seen that might be relevant to what we're gonna talk about? So I did put here, so one of the people in our community shared something today um, and she had messaged her um, ex who had, who was um, a Black Hawk pilot, I believe. Okay. Um, recently, you know, like a recent one. And um, she just put the screenshots up, I can send them to you. So you've got them. Um, and she basically said to him, him like, can you learn to fly a black hawk in like five days? And he was like, no. So there's this whole thing there. It's like, is that real? Um, Is that just for shock value? Is that just to like, you know, shock and anger people, which obviously it does. Um, That's just like the ultimate disrespect, one of the ultimate disrespects of this whole situation, isn't it? Even seeing them in, seeing the Taliban, I'm air quoting them the whole time, the Taliban in, because they ain't the same Taliban, you know? And our, you know, you've probably seen this going around, like a lot of our friends, like call them Taligang gang or Tally bros, like they're wearing the US army uniform, like, come on, like that is horrific to see. Yeah. That's what I happens when you leave your I shit think... laying around. Yeah. People are going to pick it up. So, it, well, the Afghan really army cool. had, had trained pilots and stuff like that. And, and I'm I, sure some of those people have flipped and or 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 left behind hey i got an ak-47 fly this freaking thing around for me yeah i mean there there's definitely some of that and uh 
Well, or the, I just thought, is it, you know, operatives that are there, like maybe like CIA or, you know. Well, that's the thing, know. too, when the CIA has been training some of these operators that are now, you know, in that uh, special forces uh, Taliban brigade for the last, let's just say, yeah. we'll cut it in half, 10 plus years. I mean, yeah. do, you, do you think it went from pushing the on-off button on the Humvee and, and shooting an actual rifle in regards, you know, or opposite of an AK and, and dressing in uniform all the way to was it down to everything? I mean, are they yeah. going to be able to operate the howitzers? Are, are they going to be able to operate, you know, some of the other vehicles and aircrafts that they have? I mean, there's a good learning curve on some of those things. You, you know, there was a there was a ton of of their Air Force that was flown to, uh, I'm probably killing the pronunciation, but Tajikistan, like a week yeah. before the pullout ended, I believe it was like 28 uh, light aircraft and, and helicopters and stuff like that. And, you know, the U.S. wanted a disposition on it and the, and the Taliban said no. So they're, mm-hmm. they're parked there now. There's also, you know, U.S. Um, personnel vehicles and stuff that cross the border into Pakistan and, and they're there as well, which which leads into, uh, you know, a lot of question marks there because, you know, Pakistan has been shady in this whole game since the beginning um not only that you know who could teach people how to fly helicopters pretty quick is is people in the chinese military yeah and it's been (laughs) it's been confirmed by a lot of the retired special forces operators that have gone in to try and pull out their interpreters their families and all of the service dogs that have left there saying that their it specialists are already all over the country breaking down military equipment broken um, software and hardware from computers. Yeah, they can extract all sorts of stuff from the stuff that we left behind. Right. Regardless. And, and they're kind of the people who are, believe it or not, keeping the Taliban from doing some of the extreme stuff that's going on because they said as long as they're there, they don't want to see some of that crazy behavior of, like you know, the suicide bombs and the car bombs and yeah. lobbing stuff into the airport anymore because it's just going to give out bad optics on how you're trying to, uh, you know, translate or transition your country back to some level of normalcy. And, uh, you know, the Chinese now have 100% of all of their minerals under their control. Yeah. In addition to all the stuff that we've left over there. Hey, we're not going to need those to make everything electric here, are we? Well, according to Agenda 2030, we are. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's awkward. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be paying them at a, at a pretty high price. Um, one thing that both of you ladies touched on that I want to get to while we're still in the segment is uh, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller. And where he's going and, and, and how that kind of ended. Um, he, he had a statement that we didn't play last week, but I, I'd like to play now regarding uh, some of the accountability that needs to be directed regarding this whole situation. So let's kind of hear what he had to say before shit hit the fan. Colonel Stu Scheller, United States Marine Corps, and the current battalion commander for Advanced Infantry Training Battalion. I've been in the Marine Infantry for 17 years. Started my tour with Victor 18. It's the current unit that's doing perimeter security, dealing with the mess that's going on there. I, you can see open source reporting that there was an explosion and some people were killed. I know through my inside channels that one of those people that were killed was a someone that I have a personal relationship with, making it because I have a growing discontent and contempt for my perceived ineptitude at the foreign policy level. And I want to specifically ask some questions to some of my senior leaders. But I think what you believe in can only be defined by what you're willing to risk. So if I'm willing to risk my current battalion commander's seat, my retirement, my family's stability to say some of the things that I want to say, I think it gives me some 
moral high ground to demand the same honesty, integrity, accountability from my senior leaders. We have a Secretary of Defense that testified to Congress in May that the Afghan National Security Force could withstand the Taliban advance. We have chairmen of Joint Chief, who the Commandant is a member of that, who's supposed to advise on military policy. We have a Marine combatant commander. All of these people are supposed to advise. And I'm not saying we've got to be in, the, in Afghanistan forever, but I am saying... Did any of you throw your rank on the table and say, hey, it's a bad idea to evacuate Bagram Airfield, the strategic air barriers, before we evacuate everyone? Did anyone do that? And when you didn't think to do that, did anyone raise their hand and say, we completely messed this up? And from my position, potentially all those people did die in vain if we don't have senior leaders that own up and, and raise their hand and say, we did not do this well in the end. Without that, we just keep repeating the same mistakes, this amalgamation of the economic slash corporate slash political slash higher military ranks are not holding up their end of the bargain. Now, he almost went ahead and said military industrial complex. Um, and that's fine. He definitely seems as like he's been activated, actor-wise. Um to join into this whole narrative that's going on right now in this part of the play. Um, we do have how it's going now in regards to him and some of the consequences that he's received since doing those statements. Uh, apparently, um, you know, all the things that have happened over the last two weeks were okay. There's no accountability at the office of the executive branch. Secretary of Defense, Secretary of State, the NSA, Department of Justice, the Pentagon, the branch chiefs, all completely fine. Um, Resident Biden has said that he's not going to be consequencing or firing anyone over this because it was an extraordinary success. Um, but let's see what Lieutenant Colonel Shell had to say, or Scheller had to say as we uh, got past his initial statement and it went viral after being played on a Steve Bannon's War Room. Oh, time for a poll. Um, we do it every week. So, Hannah, you get to partake in this one. Um, mm -hmm. It's Since we mentioned Steve Bannon, and, and we may have been told once by a third-party entity whose name we don't say anymore, but we make fun <laughs> of her every week because of it. Do you, think he's, do you think he's Q? I'm going to say no. Noah's no, not in the room at the moment, but he's always a no. Antoinette? Nope. Okay, Do Hannah. I think Bannon is cute. Mm -hmm. No. Okay, and we're we're going to continue to make fun of it. Everyone's going to laugh about it every week. Um, let, let's hear that second clip from uh, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller uh, about how uh, you know things kind of spun out with him. Follow me, and we will bring the fucking system down. Hmm. I am honorable. And you can ask any Marine who served with me for 17 years. I dare you to ask them all and find out what I'm made of. I'm not going to play the Gerard Butler part. I did have <laughs> I, I did have the unedited clip, but since you sent it to me, dear, I, I made sure I played yours. I only added that Gerard Butler clip because it had the Pepe who comes on like... I know you did. So, But you just kind of say... No, didn't it play the next bit where it said... um. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I missed a part. Hmm. Maybe I added another one. He's like, we're going to bring the whole... Maybe you didn't. Where are we going to bring the whole fucking system down? Yeah. Is that not in that bit you just played out? Yes. But there's Gerard Butler in the middle of it. In the middle? 
title? Did I, is he the disease? Oh, whatever. Boring. Go to my Instagram to watch the video. <laughs> New Earth Media 2.0. Hey, can you wait till we're ready to cut with you before you give all your social medias? Um, Bannon picked it up yesterday and he was talking with Wendy Rogers about uh, some of the uh, news that's come out of, I guess, CENTCOM since this has happened. Um, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller released a statement today saying that his service will be ending officially on 9-11. And that's when he will be cutting ties with the military. <laughs> I, I, yeah, pretty interesting and, and definitely not a coincidence. He, he, uh, he announced that today. He put out a, a press statement, and I guess he'll be on desk duty until then. Um, however, from the fallout of this, you see the military pushing back on anyone who's either enlisted I guess, or not anymore, maybe even retired, um, speaking out against the chain of command. So, so let's hear a little bit from that segment uh, on what they talked about and what Randy, Wendy Rogers had to say about that. Former Naval Intelligence Officer. I want to bring in Jack Posobiec now, former Naval Intelligence Officer. Jack, you've been covering this nonstop human events. It's a must read. Go there. Jack's the senior editor. Jack, I want to leave Kabul for a second and come back here to the United States. What is this thing that the the, the Navy's putting out? The, the, the ONI is putting out some threat to the to the First Sergeant Bennett's and to the Wendy Rogers of the world, retirees and active duty personnel, saying you can't. The you say we'll bring you up on court martial charges on the Uniform Code of Military Justice, Section 88, if you criticize the president or anybody in the chain of command. At first, I thought this was some joke going around. Is this actually true steve from what i've been able to talk to the people i've spoken with and as you know folks who know my background i did serve at the office of naval intelligence for many years uh that they all confirmed that this letter is genuine this is something that's going around it's also an intimidation letter look article 88 that's that's only if you're active duty and when you're on duty right that doesn't apply to a reservist ucmj doesn't apply when you're not on orders uh that doesn't obviously doesn't apply to retirees this directive they're talking about steve this is an intimidation effort to stem the bleeding of the Lieutenant Colonel Schellers and the Patriots out there that know the problems that have been faced by this leadership and don't want to keep their mouths shut. How can you demand accountability of your own soldiers, your own sailors, your own Marines, when you don't turn around and demand accountability from the people that are sending you into battle, that are sending you on these missions, that are putting you, like they put these 13 Marines, the sailor, the soldier, everyone else who is out there against a wave of humanity and say, hey, try to do something about this. These were children. They were 18. They were in their 20s. They were in uh, the one, the oldest one was 31. They had their lives ahead of them. And when 9-11 happened, they were babies. They were all babies when 9-11 happened. This was not their war. This was not their fight. Our leaders put them there, and you can't even demand accountability for that. So I salute Lieutenant Colonel Scheller. I absolutely salute him for doing So there's that. I mean, Jack kind of went on a little rant about it and talked about some of the information that's come down the chain that, you know, Wendy Rogers has received while she's on her Stop the Steal tour and gave a little bit more insight into that. So what, what do you uh, ladies think about that that came down the pike? I think it's ridiculous it's obviously like what he said it's an intimidation tactic because really they what can they do to somebody questioning or you know asking for accountability if they're not active duty i mean well their freedom of speech is gone now they're not allowed to say anything 
well I mean that that is how it is you 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 can't speak up you can't speak out like you and I know for my my own dad like you know without trying to sorry dad when you listen to this he'll be fine whatever I might say without um outing you know any of his inner secrets um I know that his own guilt about this he was uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom that's Mm -hmm. what he was uh, part of um and and I and I don't know anything about what happened, you know, leading up to that and and what he was privy to. But just from him as a person, and and again, like I always say, he he would never say anything to me. He wasn't allowed to say. He takes the his we call it here the Official Secrets Act very very um takes it very um seriously. But just you know, as my dad, um, he has guilt over you know it's widely known that that whole situation and that whole war was. Fortunately, ended into right. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that. Um, he hands that to me. I'm just saying that it's widely known, and yeah. on the basis of that, he has a lot of guilt, um, which I don't think is he should have. Um, you know about what he did or commanded people to do, based on what he believed was, um, you know, true. Uh, solid, solid intel. Yeah. Right. Know? So. And, and he, he God, every, t- every time and somebody, a- every time somebody talks about solid intel in the Iraqi war, for some reason in my brain, I always go back to Dave Chappelle, black George Bush and him squeezing <laughs> the yellow cake with the Wu-Tang clan. And the, I just, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Hannah, but I, I just, we got yellow cake. <laughs> so no, but we know how, how crappy and at the end of the day, fraudulent it was to enter that war it was about money it was about oil it was about revenge um well my point started and i'll round off my i did actually have a point it was it wasn't lost a lost uh, statement but he the point i was trying to make was this he acted on orders as right. did thousands hundreds of thousands of other other soldiers and, and military personnel um you know trusting what was coming down to them and um you know he there's so much that went on, especially in this country, and just like yeah. our backing of George Bush, and it was just all just utter crap. And um, ugh, the whole thing is just icky. And he couldn't speak out at the time because I guess, yeah, it wasn't done. It wasn't a done thing. You right. just did what you were told. And, and that, that's orders. the whole point is his guilt based on the fact that he just had to follow orders. The end. Yeah, we hear so much of this stuff. I mean, I, I have worked with someone who was – um, he was in the army. He received, I believe, two bronze stars. He was tip of the spear in Operation Iraqi Freedom, um, all the way down to hand-to-hand combat. He was a hero, saved countless lives, um, and was highly decorated for it. And then afterwards, became one of those you know personalities who blows up their service medals and their accolades, you know, oh, wow. in the in the middle of a cornfield wow. on YouTube because of PTSD yeah. or some of the truths that would come out afterwards. And it's definitely something that affects, you know, and, and it kind of ties into what, what you were just saying, Hannah, um, you know, some of those statements or that have come out from either Scheller or his command saying that, you know, his, uh, his comments and his behavior might be PTSD related. I just think it's funny that that's how they kind of want to frame that crap. Go yeah. ahead. Do you want to know what my dad's response was to the Shella videos? Sure my do. Telegram channel? Sure do. And he made them. He made. Oh, okay. No one knows who he has on my channel. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay. He made them public. So I'm going to say he responded to them and said, 
he needs to be promoted two ranks up. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. You know, and we're not people that don't speak our minds now. And I guess that I, I am from him and I am who I am, but he, he lived a whole life where he, he, he couldn't do that. Now, just on this point, did you see the thing? I'm not expecting you to have read it yet. I just sent you something while you're playing that clip out. And I said, mm-hmm. did you see this today? Did you see what I sent you? I did. On Instagram, it's Stuart Scheller. Because I remember when he watched this video, he said he has Facebook and LinkedIn. So I imagine this is a Facebook status that he wrote today. Mm-hmm. And he talks mm-hmm. about the um, the PTSD stuff. Um, and here he just says, um, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Everyone is scared that the weight of the system is crashing down on me, but I know something you don't. It's the system that's going to break, not me. I'm moving forward with my resignation. I, like many of you, am very scared, but courage isn't the absence of fear. It's the ability to overcome it. At the end of the day, if I stand with accountability and integrity, the system can't beat me. We can't all be wrong. They only have the power because we allow it. Every generation needs a revolution. The goosebumps. Nice. Yeah, it's definitely some fire commentary there. And you can't really say that he's wrong in, in any of that stuff there. I mean, yeah. that's a powerful statement, but there's a lot of truth in there. Mm-hmm. I think it's all true. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's we're seeing a lot of things come to fruition. And whether or not it's another revolution, that's one thing. But on one of the opposite ends of the, of, of the narrative, there's a prophecy that's apparently coming to fruition. And that's, I'm referencing now from the Gateway Pundit, The Guardian. So back in 2002, published a letter by then al-Qaeda leader Osama bin Laden to the West. And it basically prophesied how, regardless of what happens to either him, the country of Afghanistan, and throughout the course of that war, at some time, in some point in history, they will leave embarrassed and retreat from that land that's been unconquerable since the dawn of time. And we've talked about the extensive amount of people, everyone from Genghis Khan, Alexander the Great, the Romans, the Greeks, the British Army, or the British Empire, all the way through the Americans at some point have occupied Afghanistan, but for some reason cannot ever conquer it. And uh, a lot of that stuff was foretold in this letter that was brought back up by the Gateway Pundit and again published by The Guardian back in 2002. And here we are this week seeing it kind of come to light and fruition. So pretty interesting there. Um, Al-Qaeda leader, I guess he was number three in command, Amin Al-Haq, not Abdul, Abdul made his triumphant return from Pakistan to Afghanistan yesterday to his tribal home. He was escorted by Talibro security and was led into the country unimpeded. Talibro. Is that brown water? No. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, since we're all giggling right now, Papa weighed in last night. In an interview exclusively on OAN with Dan Ball, who was so sweaty in the beginning of it. Probably, they actually, (laughs) I I believe he went to Bedminster. That is a sweaty ball. And he sat down, and you could see when he first starts answering the questions, all he's doing is, like, opening up his suit jacket, closing his suit jacket, fixing his tie, and then they, like, pan in on Dan Ball's face, and the sweat is, like, (laughs) dripping off of his eyebrows. And I'm sure at some point Donald was like, Dan, need you to relax. It's just me. Uh, but we in an aircon budget. Oh gosh, I can't. I can't even believe they got him there in time. But yeah, you could see uh, Donald Trump before before we kind of cash out here weighed in on the overallness of it. In addition to his statement that said, if the current administration fought their enemies like they rigged elections, wow, we'd have none. 
because the United States has totally lost control. People are bombing them. They're sending rockets into them. They're killing a lot of people. 200 people two days ago, of which we had 13 Marines at least, because you have a lot of very badly wounded Marines and Navy right now. Uh, this is the greatest humiliation in the history of our country, in my opinion. This is a psychological humiliation and a military humiliation. And when Biden said he's taking out the military before he takes out the people or the equipment, I said, that can't be possible. I figured the press got it wrong because they get so much wrong. And they didn't get it wrong. He took out the military, lost total control. We had total control. In fact, in his speech, I'm sure they were thrilled when he said it, but he made a mistake probably. But it was true. Not one soldier was killed for 18 months under me because they understood that if they killed any me. of the American soldiers, any American, period, anybody gets killed, we go after them like I did many times. And I dealt with Abdul, who is now the leader. Officially, he was a the leader then, too. Abdul. So at least I was dealing with the right guy. And I told him, you will be met as hard or harder than any country has ever been met with force before. And I said, do you understand that? And he did understand that. And I said, and it will start with your house. That's where it's starting. <laughs> nice. And that's it was fine. Very Nothing was happening. When I look at your red charts, where so much was gathered and so much was taken in a short period of time, under my auspices, it was not at all taken. Now, I wanted to get out for years because we should have never been there. We could have hit him hard. Right, right. Should have never been there. Okay, I like that one. He did throw in auspices in there. That's a new well, one. Right, right? Auspices. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, he, he definitely talks about his intimate relationship he had with Abdul. And <laughs> he's he's um, got he, into that a little he, bit more. He did understand. He, he said there would be more F-18s flying over his house than he's ever seen before. If, if one American life was lost. Out. Yeah. You want to know what's pretty funny? While we were playing that clip, I'm watching the notifications on my phone. Liz Harrington just retweeted herself for like the 20th time. If Demo <laughs> if Democrats ran wars like they did or rigged wars like they did elections and they'd have no enemies. So I Don't thought it was funny that we were just talking about that. So, yeah, it's perfect. Um, Hannah, before we cut with you, what else you got for us? Anything uh, on Afghanistan? I mean, I, I could throw in a couple of tidbits. New. Recent developments are saying that at least 51 of the doggos have been saved. Yeah. Nice. Well, no, right. I was talking about this in a group chat just before we came on. Give it. So I just saved a TikTok and shared it to this group chat I'm in of, like, you know, us people, people like us. And um, hmm. I was like, oh, my God, guys, this makes me so sad. Like, I haven't shared it yet on my page. I don't know if I will. I, I sometimes like to, like, wait and see if things are real. Yeah. I don't like, I like to do fear porn. That's why I don't do much of the whole vaccine injury stuff. Right. And, we get like, enough know, of that like, from television. Like, yeah, and with this like Talibro stuff, like I haven't really. <laughs> They're trying to make light of it, and I did check with my dad and like, other people that you know served or are serving. Like you get it, right? Like, I'm not trying to take the piss out of how you're feeling. Like I know there's two different timelines here where these real things are happening, and I think those people did die. I'm not trying to take away from that. So no. that did happen. So that's really really sad. But before all of that, you know how we were all kind of like, what the hell's going on here? Like the Taliban are like having milk and cookies in the palace. They're on the doing a gym workout. They're eating ice cream. Bumper, they're on bumper cars. <laughs> yeah. That you know, they're with their guns and stuff. Like, so I was making fun of that. But um, the dog thing that got me sad. And I just sent to a group chat, and someone was like, no, 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 they got saved. They got saved. Yeah. 
and then one of the other guys in the group chat he said he's like a 17 account newt guy like he's okay. you know he's a he's a he's a you know he's a he's a veteran of us and um he said no they got released that was a money-making scheme so the people that said they were saving them yeah i need to find the evidence for that and send it to you but apparently that was not real so i don't know about that but that's crap um there was also the thing that happened recently right with um wasn't there some bombing that biden did and then it ended up just going completely wrong as well and, yeah, and it, again it, it, we don't know if it's happened or it didn't happen but it ended up just killing six people six people, yeah including people. an interpreter and his four children yeah so that's just i might did that happen did it not we don't know but the, the story is that it happens that's yeah. just horrifically sad as well the whole thing is just a shit show like fog of start, war yeah from start to finish like when it first started though this is where i was at like i wrote a whole thing in my in my telegram channel i won't read it all but where did I write this? Um, I wrote this on, just so I'm not going to read it all out, but let me just get the whole thing. I wrote it on 18th of August, so okay. it was a couple of weeks back now, so when it kind of first started. And I was just like, you know what, right, here's my thoughts on this, because people were asking me. Um, and, it, you know, and, and it doesn't make me any more um, equipped or, or um, you know, um, what's the word? Um, it doesn't make me any more um, qualified to speak about this, but only on the fact where people could say like you're disrespectful da, da, da. I'm like no like my dad was in essentially that war right like I'm not disrespectful to um if all of this was real right, right. I'm not trying to minimize any of it um but even he can see that you know the optics on this now I just tried to tell my channel followers that here I think that we need to all realize that there's like a, there's like a timeline going on like two different sort of consciousness levels here um like i said to you i touched at the beginning the normie slash msm narrative which is necessary for this mm -hmm. movie we're in and great awakening and that kind of thing where the incompetence is real and the outrage from the public and the veterans is real too so i said i'm not trying to discount or take away from that but at this time so let's just obviously a lot of a lot worse things have transpired now. I wrote this two weeks ago when we were seeing like the, the image of that, what we now, I think, all agree is a blow up military plane, right? Yep. Which people love to just like get crazy about. Now, I I, I think I, I had that. It's real, it's real, it's real. I'm like, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> he did not account for like the fact that nobody can be by those turbines. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it blows cars away. Yeah, literally. I mean, we've even yeah. heard people who are in the military say, well, you know, it's kind of hard to, to have it. But then you see all these videos online where anytime there's a plane, they park cars behind them. And even yeah. before they start to taxi, the engines are, are going at such a high level that they will flip cars over. Exactly. There was a whole beach video as well. Right. At the time. And then they had like one of those myth busters, myth buster episodes <laughs> where you know they were trying to have cars drive behind the planes like they do trying to debunk yeah. fast and the furious yes. and when they got yes. close I enough they would get blown backwards <laughs> i need to post all this you know how, like things so many things happen and you, you save screen you record so many things and then you just like oh then the next thing happens and i've and tonight so for the record anyone that when you actually get to this podcast and you hear my um, details i will upload today the one, the video that shows everyone, if people, a lot of people might know what mm -hmm. I'm talking about, the video that shows um, the ghost army, yep. right, which existed from, I, I never knew about this. Like my dad never told me about this. One of my friends who's not even involved in this like world that we are, she's like, oh yeah, my uncle told me about that. Like, I know about the ghost army. And I was like, oh, okay. So. 60,000 you're talking about? What's that? 60,000? No. So the ghost army is um, a thing that 
was, I don't know, it might've been around before, but say in the second world war, it was like a whole decoy team yep. that um, existed. Oh yes, okay. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll finish the thought. So like people that are listening, obviously, because obviously we have to- No, that was good. It was a joint venture between US and British forces at the towards the end of world war two. That was awesome. Go, go on. You know, so- Basically, all of the um, all of the um, military apparatus, like so, you know, the the tanks and and whatever else would be on the ground. I don't really know, but you know, they 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 were they were inflatables, whatever that would be back then. So they were the ghost army in the fact that they were not real, and they were used to lure the Germans or whatever like towards them, thinking mm-hmm. that there was a whole like setup of you know legit. Um, US or was it a whole um, alliance thing but you know the whole um, defense army situation which they needed to take out and it wasn't it was all decoy so the tanks were inflatable and whatever I can't remember what else was there at the time but um and they look exactly like the real things literally but the video just shows them like rolling them over and putting Mm -hmm. them in position and stuff and I was like what the but my friend like again like not even involved in any of this she's like yeah yeah that's the whole thing I was like how do you know about this and she's like yeah I was like, okay, cool. The history yeah, channel, right? That, um, oh, what, was I, what was I going with that? What was I talking about? Uh, Things you were oh, putting yeah, so on the, your Telegram. Hey, so the whole, have you, have you covered all this? Drop me if, if you have, the whole inflatable plane and the fact that the markings on it and the numbers and stuff, not just the obvious, like, oh, it's um, it said 1109, which is 9-11 backwards or military date for 11th of September. Have mm-hmm. you done all that before? Yeah, we, we have covered some of it. Have you done the? Have you covered the whole thing where I'm sure because I forget what we've all shared. Um, where there was some kind of like com from like one of the boards, like a, somebody wrote in on. It looked like you know four channel eight whatever. It looked like one of those things, and somebody had written in and said, um, just to like take this a whole step further. That plane, like so, say if it was real, that plane with that number and that marking, it was actually decommissioned and like completely. Sh- destroyed well it's um, it's de-winged and in, in washington right now it, it's 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 it has been destroyed the wings have been removed yeah like it's years washington. ago they said yeah so that didn't it shouldn't even exist now so following operation can... scorpion where they took out supposedly obama osama bin laden exactly so that can tell us that it, it isn't real it was a con for us to notice or for, you know for whatever else whoever else is meant to pick up these comms so that whole thing I found very interesting. And then there was this whole like meme that I made about, you know, the whole like the guy on the wing, like taking right. himself. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous to think that some of this narrative that, and I think part of how they kind of, you know, they throw that stuff out there, shock value. Then they realize that all of us on the internet, we start to debunk it. And then what happens almost immediately following that plane taxiing down the runway Within hours, you have the people falling off of the plane, right? And then you have like the yes. memes. So the plane take off in the same shot as it on the on the runway, right? Like, that should just be enough for you. Yeah, it wasn't a continue like continuous like no. shot. Yeah, yeah. No, so. so, and I just think that that's funny that that that's what they kind of did. And then you saw everybody in the in the media run with it. I mean, we even shared the meme of Kamala doing the Hey Joe, we did it, Joe. And she's oh. like sitting in the plane window, but the guy's legs are from the stuck in the gear is <laughs> flapping in the window, which is not funny, but at the same part, funny. It is funny. You know, but they, but did, they did throw that stuff right into the, into the mainstream media narrative to kind of take away from the fact that they didn't realize what they were doing, maybe with the inflated plane, but then they saw how debunked it was starting to get everywhere from people, you know, showing family selfies outside of the decommissioned version of it all the way to, um, you know, putting stuff on from Operation Scorpion online. So it's it's just one of those things where, uh, you know, we keep catching them and everything that they're doing that's a lie. So, so 
thinking about this whole inflatable situation, um, I also obviously have like many people message me. Um, I can't see everyone's messages. I'm sure like you guys can't, but there was one that stood out to me and it was someone, and again, I can't, I can't prove that this person is who they say they are, um, but they have no reason to lie, you know? And they just messaged me and said, hey, um, I think I might have posted the video of their guy on the wing, right. a thing doing the selfie and I made a whole meme of it. Let me take a selfie, that one, um, <laughs> which was just ridiculous. Um, this is obviously before the death and bombing. I'm not trying to take, you know, take the piss out of any sadness, but you know what I'm trying, you know, you know what I mean? We're trying to like highlight the things about this whole narrative that aren't quite, you know, kosher. So um, he said, um, I'm US Air Force. Um, you can tell that this is inflatable. I must have posted that side by side, that top and bottom, um, you know, comparison of the um, original aircraft that had 1109 on marking of the, you know, the um, number on the side of it. And then the one that we were shown from Afghanistan. Right, definitely Again. looked different. Yep. And he said, look at it. It's definitely inflatable. And I, I'd already arrived at that point myself. He said, um, look at it like it there's no um indentations that you would expect it's too smooth there's no clear um and again i was an air hostess i was i studied aircraft for a long time like there was no obvious like flap um indentations you know like you could see where obviously it goes it goes flush but it, it, it no glare it, on the windows yeah blacked out windows it just looked blown up right it looked like an old woman who'd had too much freaking collagen put in her yeah. face yeah like <laughs> it did right it did. It looked good, but you know, it wasn't real. Um, so that was interesting to me that somebody messaged me that and I already knew that anyway, I already believed it, but that, and again, like, as we just said before, um, the fact that people could be sitting on a wing right. near an engine and not being sucked in or blown away. Like, come on people wake up. <laughs> Many of my videos on Instagram focus center around me ended up going, wake the fuck up. Come sure on. Do. Yeah, they do. So um, I haven't done a few for a while. I haven't done any for a while. Maybe it's time after this. But yeah, that was the thing we were just talking about that I wanted to finish off. Um, I'm just scrolling to my Instagram now about this. Oh, obviously that one ridiculous thing was, again, it was not talking to Stephanopoulos again. Um, I, I have to air quote every time I say his name, Biden, yeah. um, talking to Stephanopoulos. And that whole thing where he's like, he says, you know, we've got, We've got Af Afghanis, uh, Afghanis like falling from the aircraft. We've got this, got that. And he's like, that was like f four or five days ago, man. Like, Listen, Jack, oh, okay. that was four or five days ago. That's good. So I, I put it, bruh, that was five days ago. Like, mm. okay, that doesn't matter anymore. What the? Come on. Like, so that I think that woke a lot of people up. We've got a lot of Australia in between this. Then we have Alabama. Everything woke turns to shit, obviously. Mm -hmm. What else do we have about Afghanistan? Well, again, the um, Biden doing the press conference and then the one of the last main ones he did when he, then all the press went to ask questions and he just turned around and walked away, much like the one you played out at the beginning of this. Which was today. Yeah, but there was one before. Day yeah. At the Weather Channel and then the two last yeah. week that he did from the, uh, from the White yeah, House. This Remember this? Official portrait of the... Oh, oh wow. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that one, and then that one with a yellow stripe down the back to the ultra boomer Ooh, meme. Yeah. Wow, it's just brilliant. So, just get in trouble to do, put those up at work, maybe. Well, they're better than the ones that we see in the Walmart break room now. Hannah, real quick before we cut yeah. with you, we want to direct all of our traffic to. I mean, you have a, a plethora of information. Where can we find you on 
your social media platforms. Give us all of them, your YouTube okay. channel, your Telegram, your Instagrams. And then okay. we're going to be having you back in just a couple of weeks on, uh, on the 17th yeah. of uh, September. Oh, the 17th, mm. you say. It's almost like I picked that for a reason. <laughs> sure did. Yeah, um, I'll be much more prepared that day. This was like an off-the-cuff, you know, do you want to come on early things? So thanks for having me. Yeah, so I won't read them all out because there's a lot, but I'll make it easy for people. I am Hannah Kirkpatrick. I have an entity called New Earth Media. I have a Telegram channel, which is quite active. And my Instagram, which is heavily effing shadow band, so it annoys me. So you can find me on Telegram at search New Earth Media, or you can find me on Instagram. My my main account, even though it's shadow band, is New Earth Media 2.0. I have a backup as well, which is a little bit of a take on Il Donato Trumpo, but Il New Eartho Media, just all, one, all together. But the easiest way to I find like your me, mustache I, on that one. Nice. Yeah, right. Hey, it's not even me. What are you talking about? Well, he blocked me anyway, so. I blocked you. No, the real one did because I was talking shit about Jenna Ellis. Oh, stop it. Okay. Anyways, we'll do it off, off, off here. So yeah, right. But best way to find me, go to Instagram and go to New Earth Media 2.0 and then go in my bio and there'll be a link in bio and you click on that and it's got all my thing will just mm-hmm. pop up. Like follow me on Twitter because Twitter is like my personal at Miss Hannah KP, Hannah with no H on the end. So Miss H-A-N-N-A-K-P where I just shit post and troll biden that's pretty glorious you even have a soul though asking for a friend you think like that troll bill gates and whoever else (laughs) anyways um new earth media on tiktok that's kind of blowing up that's got like thirteen thousand at the minute and i'm like how did that even happen yeah so what else um youtube i don't even remember because it doesn't have doesn't let me have a proper thing (laughs) i think i'm new earth media on rumble but again i'm not very active just go to my instagram new earth media 2.0 click on the link in bio you'll find everything there um, and you also find like a little sweet little gold pill starter guide. There you go. Pill. Yeah, a lot of we people don't are jumping into Thanks. that right now. We so. gold pill anyway, and there'll be a whole load of links there, just like starter things. If you don't know what the hell we're talking about, or if you've got people that you want to help wake up, there's like the main like you know beginners videos and documentaries and things to watch. So that's yeah, that. sounds great. We'll be back with you on the 17th of September, but as far as today goes, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to coming down and hanging out with us. Thank you so much for having me. Switching gears now and bringing in one of our former guests, two-time in studio, returning today to share some steak for breakfast with us, Miss Geisha Montez. Welcome back. Hi. Glad to be back. Miss you guys a ton. You know, going through hell here by myself, you know, so. Same and glad to have you. How is living in the Big Apple right now? Give us a give us a perspective. All right. So I just got my keys today. Finally found, you know, spot where I feel like maybe I'm not going to get killed or I'm not going to, you know. Nice. I, like, so you're not in New York like anymore? I can walk a few blocks. Huh? So you're not in New York anymore? No, no, no. I, I am. <laughs> I said that I feel, I feel that maybe there's a possibility that I'm not, I'm not, you know, are you allowed? Like you're not supposed to have guns here, right? Is that? No, no guns in New York city. We won't tell. (laughs) I just wonder, I just wonder, you know, people used, I remember they used uh, fireworks here a lot. And there was like a lot of fireworks, uh, gunshots going on. (laughs) Um, and, um, it's being, you know, it's kind of sad to see they, they actually do the whole card uh, thing. And in some places, some places are really like fed up. They don't even want to talk about it. Um, 
people, they just put like a sign that says, well, if you're walking here, let's guess you're vaccinated, you know? So like, cause they really don't want to ruin their businesses. Right. Um, some yeah. other can be more nasties about it. The more, you know, the more uh, center you go downtown or whatever, you know, it's pretty much controlled by the same people. So they try to enforce this a lot. Um, I, you know, I'll be working and training and some stuff. So I, I don't care. Like they can, you know, it can, it can just fall apart and I'm just, try to stay comfy in my place um but it is is definitely interesting a little bit frustrating sometimes but you know it makes me happy nobody bugs me with like masks anymore um not in subways um because new york city has crazy people always like why do you have to like mind me like walking in you know um buses are a little little nazis as well um and like fancy restaurants and stuff they try to be nazis um but then so far, so far we're still alive and I'm actually gonna move my things, um, you know, like couches and stuff today. So as soon as I finish, you know, uh, chit-chatting and memeing, I'm gonna like drive a truck. I'm gonna drive a truck. But you got a place in New York that is big enough to fit a couch in it? Well, my brother, like that's why one of the reasons why I moved here is like most of my family, like my brother, sister, my mom and my dad, they're both coming. Um, they live here. So right now oh, I'm actually doing a Biden, you know, I'm like in a, no, wait, I was going to say in the garage. No, I am in a basement right now. <laughs> Your acoustics are lovely. It's humid in here, it, you know. Oh yeah, you it, still are in the throngs of summer on the East Coast. I'm surprised that you were even able to find what, did you find a U-Haul truck? Well, no, my brother, uh, he does, like, he, he's an engineer and does, like, uh, okay. construction stuff. So he has yeah, a truck okay. that smells like men, but but it does the work, so. You know, my family's all in New York, and my mom wanted to um, move some furniture around to another house that she bought. And uh -oh. there's no, there's no truck. You guys might have to swap numbers, and you might have Geisha's brother come and get your mom's couches. Family. No, my, my dad is a, is a contractor, too, and he has trucks, but she had some really big stuff. And yeah. it was it was insane. Oh, wow. There was lines around the block every U-Haul. People are moving out in droves, yeah. you know, from, yeah. from the city and stuff. So it's kind of crazy. On the way to Florida from here, uh, from Florida to here, I saw a lot of people where, you know, when they have like things on top of their vehicles mm -hmm. and, and furniture and, and fitting as much as they can in their cars. I yep. saw a lot of that on the way here. I saw that too when I was going to Florida from um, from Vegas because we drove and stayed there for about, about like five months. We saw so many people with New York plates. It was and California plates. It was unbelievable. Sounds about right. Yeah. Well, now that we're all reacquainted, let's jump back into the news. Um, picking up yesterday, Dan Ball of OAN, sweaty as he goes, sat down with Donald Trump at Bedminster to talk about um, some happenings going on. One of the things that he kind of held. Trump's feet to the fire on, figuratively, of course, uh, was the ongoing COVID and vaccine narrative that, you know, we talked about it last week. Trump went down to Alabama and for the first time that I've ever seen was booed by his base in person uh, when he brought up the vaccine and, and mandates and stuff like that. So OAN kind of wanted to uh, take him to task. Let's hear how that portion of the interview went. Heart attack and dying of cancer. And they're somewhere close to being uh, somebody with COVID. 
they put it down as COVID. Because believe it or not, the doctors get more money. Yes. You know that, right? Can we please clarify that? Because that has upset me and I think millions of Americans for the last 18 months. The 623,000 death toll yeah. and the lovely, and we'll get to CNN in a minute in the fake news, their lovely death ticker they had up for the last 18 months, scaring the bejesus out of American citizens, I think to me is treasonous, but that's another story for another day with you. Well, they did have it, by the way. And but it's not 623, is it? Uh, no, because much. it's died it's with and died from. And they by the way, together. if you look at China's real numbers, and if you look at other real numbers, and if you look at India's real numbers, they, with us, everything, if you're in the same vicinity as somebody with COVID and you die because your heart gave out, right. you die of COVID. Thank you for clarifying okay? that. And Everyone knows it, and they hate to say it, but we have an evil, corrupt media. It's corrupt as can be. And I never really figured out why. You know, what's bad about having a strong military? What's bad about having good education? What's bad? All these different things that we could talk about endlessly. But they are largely corrupt. You guys are amazing. Your numbers nice. are far better. <laughs> I have to tell you this, Dan. Appreciate it. OAN, your numbers are far better than anybody knows. They don't do the Nielsen. That on noise your is Dan Ball network. fixing his right. tie. <laughs> so many people are watching what you're doing. The election fraud of 2020 is oh. the single biggest thing go. they want to watch. And other networks don't put it on because they're afraid they're to put it on. Yeah. Because they've been silenced. We don't like being part of the system because the system is corrupt as hell. All I'm saying you is I know your it. numbers, any numbers that you see, and you don't see those numbers, so many people are watching OAN. We'll get to media in a second. I want to stay on COVID just real quick because I had some viewers send messages in to me to ask you. I'll, I'll paraphrase what they were asking. You just mentioned that you are all for personal choice when it comes to the vaccine for adults. You don't believe kids should take it. That's where I'm at. It should be a choice, right? And as far as the mask mandates and the lockdowns, some of these governors from Whitmer to yeah. Cuomo to Newsom, what they did to their states over the last 18 months, absolutely ridiculous. Well, the states are actually doing worse. It's amazing. The lockdown states have done essentially worse than states that weren't locked down. True story. Now, I have to make one statement, though. I am extremely proud of what I've done because I got the FDA to do something that would have taken them five years. I got it done in less than nine months and we got it out and I bought billions and everything else. At the same time, freedom and choice and all of those things you have to have. You can't force people to do it. I also think that Biden's been a very bad seller. I was not having any problem. You know, we were doing millions of vaccinations, millions. We were doing phenomenally. Then he came in and people don't trust him. That's why they're not getting the vaccine. People don't trust him. But I believe without it, we would have had another Spanish flu. 1917 killed almost 100 million people. I think we would have. And this is worldwide. I'm talking about worldwide. But at the same time, you have people that for good reason, for their reasons, they don't want to have it. I don't think you should be forcing them to have it. And there it is. Or as I like to put it, suck it, doomers. I mean, yeah. we've been waiting literally for that statement for months now and he's kind of skirted around it but it didn't look like OAN was gonna let him get out of there without kind of having to frame it and even though he was extremely long-winded on it and brought everything into that narrative from the rigged and stolen election to the fake news media and this that and the other thing he was able to finally actually say it those words I do not believe it should be mandated Geisha what do you think well, I, I get very happy whenever I see an interview of him exposing the corruption, you know, because it does it in a very stylish way. Um, 
it's so obvious, you know, like we all, we all know how of a corrupt, like the pharma is and how they're making so much money. It makes oh, me yeah. so happy that he's like, don't you think about it like that? Cause that's the same thing. I, I have like, you know, I have my moments where I feel like this guy, you know, the, the, like an Alex Jones, or, ah! you know, that like you just want to like, like pull your hair out oh. and, and be like, don't you see, don't you see this is so obvious. But then that's why it's like, okay, at least he's bringing it out. He's, He's saying it like people, anybody with a little bit of common sense can connect the dots. And what I hear a lot is that is this is not a an easy fight um, to win. So sometimes, you know, even if it takes time to explain things to people, it's it's worth it because there's so much obvious stuff that something at some point is going to make sense. And in and people will go from there. People that I thought that never were never going to realize how how things are now, they're like, whoa, you know. It, this seems quite wrong. And it's like, of course it is. Damn it. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a definitely a, a valid statement. Um, Antoinette, I know we, we kind of talked about it in an extent last week. What do you think in regards to finally hearing the words? I mean, thank God it's about time. And it kind of puts all these doomers in check too. I love, you know, what Brett posted <laughs> earlier, he's like dream rare on suicide watch. <laughs> oh yeah. All the big ones, Brad, Wonder Woman, Scalps, Canadians, they were all just like having delicious yeah, suck it, it. doomer posts on, on that one right there. They, I saw one where it was 10 slides and every <laughs> slide was him saying, but I don't think the vaccine should be mandated. It's people's choice. And it was just over and over. <laughs> so it, was, it was good. Yeah. And, and I'm glad that it's finally out there and that now we don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, one of the other things he touched on as we wrap up kind of that portion or, you know, of, of the show and his interview with Dan Ball yesterday was, um, Stuff that's going on down at the border still an awful crisis. Um, nothing has changed. It's gotten worse. Um, they, they are using things like the vaccine mandates, um, what's going on in Afghanistan, stuff with the infrastructure bill and, and things like that to kind of take away from the fact that this is still 100% one of the, the critical issues facing the country right now. So we did kind of weigh in on some of the things that are going on down at the border. Let's hear what he had to say in regards to that. We have watched since February. The numbers start at 80 to 100,000. Last month's numbers were 212,000 illegals go. coming in from over 100 countries. We know 26% of them have COVID. We know that over 114, I think the number were caught, are from 14 different terrorist nations and groups. Hmm. So we've got terrorists, we've got drugs, human and sex trafficking. I know that the opioid crisis and the human trafficking, especially with the women and children, those were very near and dear to your heart to fight those hardcore. And those numbers were going down when you way were in, record, way down. Record down. I've had on several folks from the border uh, agency that are retired yeah. now because they're allowed to speak with us once they're retired because yeah, Biden right. has muzzled them to the press, right. especially OAN. They've told me that besides morale being the lowest, compared to when you were in charge just a few months ago, we had the lowest numbers in over 21 years on almost everything. And the highest the drugs, morale. The, By the way, we had morale. They were great. The Border right. Patrol and ICE, you know, they're great people. They're brave people. You wouldn't want the job. You wouldn't want to be an ICE agent and have to go into, they call it a den, a den of MS-13 killers in Chicago or someplace, <laughs> and say, come with me. And you walk in there, and the fights start, and everything starts. It's very dangerous. These guys, are, these are brave, incredible people. They virtually threw ice to the sidelines. Right. It's, it's really incredible. We had the strongest border in the history of our country. Now we have, eight months later, we have the weakest border, by far in the history of our country. We don't even have a border, actually. Yeah. 
No, what do you think about that? I don't know if you knew, but it's called a den. <laughs> a den. The den of MS-13. It's uh, like a den of iniquity or? Possibly. Yeah. So. Um, Seems like a step above that, maybe. For as funny as the narrative is, the numbers are quite the opposite. Yeah. Um, unprecedented down here. Like he said, over 200,000 from so many different countries, people on the terrorist watch list, close to 30% coming in, COVID positive that they're telling us, which means it's probably double the numbers. Yeah, 25 is a, a substantial amount, even if that's like totally like nice numbers. Right. So, I mean, this is just something that uh, is kind of on the back burner right now. But in addition to, you know... 122 plus thousand Afghan refugees coming in the last two weeks. And you also have over 200,000 asylum seekers coming in on the Southwest border in the last month, which makes for a lot of destabilization. Um, Geisha, you have some experience in this uh, because you come from a country where, you know, there's a lot of crime and there's a lot of gangs and things like that that you left from uh, the Dominican Republic. What do you think this narrative of letting all these people in unvetted, unscreened, untested is going to eventually uh, cause to happen in this country? In a way, I, I feel is taking advantage of people who come from a foreign country without any knowledge of what's the political situation, of what's the situation in general of economic and stuff. Like people who come to just figure it out let's just figure how we're gonna go through it you can bring in um people with you don't even know the background it's, i feel like it's a, it's really taking advantage of the situation mm -hmm. to bring something that will benefit a certain group so um you don't even imagine how hard it is to get a green card legally in this country it's so hard and so expensive that you think like wait 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 if there's so much security, so much um, documentation, so many things you have to prove, so much background checks, and and like you get like you get scanned from the bottom to the top in order to even qualify to apply for either a visa or you know even if it's a visa, if it's a visa, you have to get a sponsor, and then they have to do a background check on the sponsor, how much money the, the sponsor has, is it going to be like enough money to afford you? Like it's it's a pain in the ass. I went through that. Um, and like my my area, apparently, like the category that I was in, it was more soft. Um, but it's I know professionals that could be here. They have enough uh, potential and experience and everything to come here as experts. People who like how you know they we have like and a lot of of job opportunities and things like that, um, and they can't. Meanwhile, then we have a lot a lot of immigrants um that the process is just even i don't know i feel like it's a little bit like imagine someone that's going through so much to come here and then on the other side you just like okay let's just bring you in even if you have if you're a sex trafficker even if you are you know traffic uh, you, you're doing sex trafficking or, or drug selling or what weapon selling like no i wish they could do even one percent of the check and the and you know and all the things that they they do to review um a foreign when they try to come to the us legally i wish they could do just one percent of that work to the immigration because like we say like okay 
you come, um, you're going through issue in the country, but let's make sure that you're not going to try to do something to the country. Yep. Like, let's just make sure that you're not going to add crime to the, you know, to the United States. Let's make sure that you're not somebody with the background of, of, you know, child abuse or something, but they don't do any of this. And then of course, then you just take advantage of the, let's just bring people and then, and then pick a politician that looks like them because they, they love that, like find something that you associate with um you know like pay them and just have another puppet and then next thing you know you have some some you know let's i'll give you an example without saying a name let's say you have this girl that came from the bronx and pretends to be a latina you know what i mean and then like all the oh i love you because you look like me you know that another i think is another way to like get people um in in you know get votes you know what i mean get votes now they did this person audition for the job Huh? Did this person audition for the job? Um, I think so. Yeah, I'm, I think she did too. She, well, I, I know something else she's good at: dancing on rooftops <laughs> and keeping tabs. But she also likes to to cry by border fences that are actually parking lots. <laughs> well, those joke. those Tahoes are very emotion grabbing vehicles. You know, when you when you're in the real majestic, Valley, those things get dirty, oh. and, and sometimes you see a new car. Just caked in mud, and it brings tears to your eyes. Yeah, so <laughs> I definitely think uh, if only there was somebody with a dirty rag to give it a wipe down. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Um, switching gears now to stop the steal. Noah's favorite segment. Yeah, uh, we did have something out of Arizona, which was kind of interesting. I saw this week. Um, you had a judge there who recused himself from the uh, Maricopa County audit. Late on Sunday night, a Superior Court judge, and I'm reading now from the conservative brief, had to recuse himself from overseeing the recount after a new after new documents came in, ABC 15 Phoenix reported. Judge Christopher Curry said his recusal came after receiving new documents from attorneys defending Cyber Ninjas, the company that was hired by Arizona State Republicans to conduct the audit. The lawsuit filed by the Arizona Democratic Party, probably a Stacey Abrams-funded group, on Thursday, asked the county to grant a temporary restraining order to stop the audit from moving forward after the party raised security concerns. Imagine that. They're auditing the security of the election because there was none, and now they're filing lawsuits on behalf of their own insecurity to stop the results of the audit. Um, on Friday, the judge ruled that the audit could be paused if Arizona Democrats paid $1 million bond to cover any losses during the stop of the work. State Democrats declined to pay, as they have with all of the other lawsuits that they've tried to file. Um, so what we've been able to hear, hear this week from Wendy Rogers, Sonny Borelli, and people that are directly connected to the Arizona results is that due to the fact that there were things that needed to be respective all the way up through yesterday, both with Hurricane Ida and then the um, dignified transfer of the bodies from the military to the families uh, in regards to the people who died in Afghanistan earlier this week or late last, um, the results are kind of, not on the back burner, but on the side burner right now. And as soon as the, the news cycle kind of, well, cycles itself out, we're going to be seeing exactly what those initial results are. Oh, I forgot to mention. Mention it. What do you think? Do you think we're going to see Biden without a watch from now on? Uh, yeah. They're going to be like, all right, got to take this freaking toy away from this <laughs> you, guy. You think they brought up the watch when his, the Gold Star parent stormed out of the Oval Office today after cussing him out? I bet he was looking at the watch. <laughs> but if, if, you take, if you take the watch, then he's going to fall asleep again. 
Yeah. Maybe the watch is what delivers the electric charge to wake him up. Oh, gosh. That's right. I just wonder what was going through his head. It it, distributes his medicine. You know, the White House, the White House press corps did try to spin it. So their, their exact spin on that whole watch thing was that he was timing. No, no, no. (laughs) Even worse. So we all know last week we talked about how he compared his son Bo's death from cancer to the, the servicemen and woman who died via suicide bomber. And there, again. Aside the fact that they were both in the service, there is no direct correlation to that. So, but he right. said, or the White House press corps kind of said, some of, some of the statements regarding that were that he wears a rosary dedicated to his son on his wrist and was kind of acknowledging it with each, I guess, calling of the names during the dignified transfer. I do not see any rosary. I don't buy it either. Yeah, you, well, you at all. I'm Catholic, by the way, and, not, and like I don't. Oh wow. People don't typically don't wear rosaries around their wrists. It's I don't. No, mm. he's had some sort of bracelet. Uh, it, the, it was the bracelet that was causing the you know the the microphone thing. Like oh, he's got a microphone sticking out of his sleeve. Right. Blah blah oh, blah. Yeah. But I mean, like yeah, maybe you touch it, but you're not going to look at it every time. Yeah. So and we do yeah. know he he had a FEMA meeting directly after the. The dignified transfer of the bodies, but um, you know, there's still no reason to uh, go out and do it the way he's he did. clearly looking at his watch. I mean, such a weird spin. <laughs> Transitioning to Georgia now, where we're still waiting for the uh, announcement from Judge Morrow in regards to the absentee ballot in a directly non-related county. DeCobb is again at the center of the issue in the 2020 presidential election results. Reading from the Gateway Pundit, they previously had to recount or scan ballots in the county after the election. And a, satisfa- a satisfactory explanation was not provided on why they did so. Um, DeCobb's election manager was fired due to a series of issues with the election. And now they're stating that uh, it's not a huge number. 43,000 <laughs> absentee ballots violated the chain of custody rule or don't have one. Wow. Yeah, this is a story that broke yesterday and, and probably to the extreme displeasure of Judge Amaro, who's waiting on, on, on what he's decision is I, I believe they have um a september 20th deadline in in regards to the garland favorito case to have everything presented because he's already extended it i think three or four times um yeah so it says according to the uh chain of custody requirements set forward in georgia emergency rule 83-1-14-1.8-0.14 was ex- was violated in regards to re-canvassing the absentee ballots in the 2020 presidential election. The rules state that the ballots placed in the drop boxes shall be immediately transferred to the county registered by the two-person collection team, which is required to sign a ballot transfer from indicating the number of ballots picked up, the time the ballots were picked up, the location of the drop box, and that, quoting, a county registrar or designee thereof shall sign the ballot transfer upon receipt of the ballots to the collection team. Apparently none of this happened in any of one. And they usually, they, for the most point, you know, they took U.S. Postal Service boxes and filled them up overflowingly with absentee ballots and, you know, kind of delivered them to wherever they needed to go to get canvassed and called it a day. So absolute fucking disaster from those Mark Zuckerberg-provided drop boxes all over DeKalb County. And 725 of those boxes. Mm. Yeah. So, and I guess the total number of absentee ballots in the county was 61,731. And out of that, 43,000 did not have a chain of custody. Whoa. 
Yeah, that's a that's a large percentage from the around ten percent that Donald Trump apparently did not win that state by, not just that county. Mm-hmm. You think no? You look kind of pleased. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting that this stuff's coming out now. Yeah. This is in addition to the over 180,000 people who were scrubbed from the voter rolls in Georgia recently but by Brad Raffensperger, or as Mike Lindell likes to call him, Raffensperger. <laughs> <laughs> so Liz Harrington, who likes to hear herself talk, jumped on with Natalie Harp last night on One America to talk about these numbers. Let's hear what she had to say. Message. But it's not just the state of Arizona making news on the crime of the century. According to blockbuster evidence just uncovered by Georgia Star News reporter Laura Bakert, in DeKalb County, Georgia, which, by the way, Biden won at 83.1 percent by a margin of almost 250,000, over 40,000 of those votes or ballots are actually in violation of chain of custody requirements, as over 28,000 Dropbox ballots were dropped off the day after being picked up. And over 15,000 simply have no drop-off time recorded. Mm. And as we all know, the election in Georgia was decided by a mere 11,779 votes. But seriously, how much more evidence do we need to uncover? Between the purging of the voter rolls and the missing chain of custody documentation for Fulton County, and now violations of chain of custody in DeKalb County, Georgia's certified 2020 presidential election results are obviously not just incorrect, they're fraudulent. And President Trump, just like we the people, has had enough of it. Releasing this statement, writing, Georgia has been caught. What are Kemp and Raffensperger going to do about it? Or will they sweep it under the table like they have done everything else trying to claim they had an honest election with everybody laughing as they... I like it. Yeah. So, and kind of feeds right into the narrative. Um, Geisha, you have some experience coming from a place that you've claimed has had... Non non good elections, very bad elections. Oh, yeah. Bad. So crimes of the century, stolen diamonds, you name it, rigged and stolen. You're seeing all <laughs> this from Haiti. Yeah, you're seeing all this stuff come out in retrospect right now. Just the numbers, um, which which aren't fake, they're real. Uh, these are real reports. Voter rolls by the hundreds of thousands are being cleaned up in these states. You're seeing that uh, chain of custodies haven't been honored or even acknowledged in a lot of them too uh just so happens it has to be in the swing states and it ha- just so happens to even more um be in the states that decided the election so what do you think about you know seeing this stuff come to light right now um this was happening also uh, i saw that in my country in real time um how there was a fraud um it was a very embarrassing moment for obviously for the president um uh, very, very, very known for very corrupt president, the one that was trying to do the, the you know, who tried to steal the election. Um, and right now, uh, what I'm seeing is that the media on the other side, what they're trying to do to cover it up, it's just like really to distract people from, from you know, the votes and, and how much of a mess it is. They just post a lot of articles saying that Dominion sue I, I don't know, either he sue, you know, Sidney Powell or right. like, oh, vote, Dominion voting, sue this person. And, and that's all you see, because like for them, the important thing is to keep an illusion of what's happening. Like they, people, because I saw people sending me articles of like, what does this mean that Dominion voting? You know, it's like, yeah, they're just saying that they're suing, but did they win anything. No, did the um, did anything come, actually is the other way around. They're also being sued in a way, you know, and then. 
Um, I always get very excited to see how this keeps moving and more states are exposing what's happening. Um, honestly, if people were aware of how serious this is, they'll be, um, you know, they'll be freaking out because imagine the United States is about to find out that, you know, they, we're already seeing some states. Now it's just, I don't know what, what we're waiting because one state is already enough. This is already treasonous. Um, but the moment that they finish doing all of the, you know, the counting votes and I, I'm, I'm kind of like looking forward to that. I feel like September is going to be a strange month. Um, I'm already seeing messages from, I was talking about this earlier. Um, there, there's not going to be no more COVID um, benefit, you know, like the payments for right. unemployment. The moratorium. So I guess COVID's going to get canceled and I don't know. And, um, you know, Trump, is it's already exposing pharma and, and the auditing is like, so I, I feel like September is going to be an interesting month. Um, and I'm, I don't know, it's the media. I don't know how much, how far they're going to go with like covering things up because that's the only thing that's keeping the United States separated. In other countries, you see what's happening in you know, I don't know, in London and in, in Australia, all the marches and Italy, everyone is is really standing for, yeah. for freedom. People are like, what the heck? Like they understand that they're the ones in power. I mean, that's what we we're told, right? If we're in power, then listen to us. Stop this bullshit. We don't want it. Um, but here, the freaking like Trump is so right about that. The media is it's it's being weaponized. It's just using people and and keeping them in an illusion that this is not happening. They continuously tell them like, no, actually Dominion is the one suing because they're all accusing them for something that they didn't do. And it's like, okay, I mean, but it makes me feel like the U.S. needs a little bit of a break of, uh, I don't know, people here, the left, you know, the liberals need to really just like meditate and do some deep breath and, and just let things uh, and see things and take their glasses up and I don't know. Well, there's a lot of things that happened over the last two weeks, I think, woke up a, a lot of people. And, and so you can talk on some of those optics, um, you know, just most recently with the stuff going on in Afghanistan to, I mean, it's no longer buyer's remorse. Now it's like, good God, I can't Lemon believe, law? I can't believe it's this bad. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm seeing so many people, like when I start lurking on Twitter, like other people like literally saying, I regret, regret my vote for Biden. No regrets. No regrets. Regret, you know, regret my vote for Biden. I'm like, shit. I'm like, I there's mean, one type. There's one type that it remains like in a bubble. And it's, uh, I think, Ron, did you post that earlier um, of the type of people who says like, oh, yeah, I don't talk about politics. Oh, I don't, you know, like they, they're told. I remember when I was told not to talk about politics. Yeah. And, and it's like, yeah, is this is these people still think orange men bad and, you know, Biden Harris, gay rights and like all these things. And like because they really do not even they live in this bubble where only they matter. OK, my job matters. My cocktail time matters. Yep. I don't care about what's going on. I do check TikTok and Twitter or Instagram for fashion advice or whatever. And they have no clue. You tell them you ask anything. And they will have zero clue of what's going on. Now, I would like to ask any of the ladies or any of you guys, what would you do with this type of, because of, it's a whole community, right? Like, uh, you know, we live in the bubble. Like, we don't really want to talk about it. We want to, because this is something that matters. 
and and everything that's happening right now is waking up a lot of people. Yeah. What do you think is going to wake them up? I mean, something drastic, obviously. If not if getting the, COVID if payments, right? Yeah, maybe not yeah. getting COVID payments. <laughs> That's or why if the election is overturned and Trump is back in office, because a lot of these people that oppose, you know, apparently don't give a shit now, gave a shit, you know, until Biden was in office. And they're like, oh, I don't care about politics. You know, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Now they don't care. But I, you know, if Trump were to come back, they're going to lose their shit. And I can't wait to watch it and just mm-hmm. see it all, all happen. Yeah. Imagine it, they get they kicked out of the of the club or we're like I feel like that that will wake some people up. Like, oh, you can't come here, you're vaccinated, you're super spreader. You well, there's go gonna back. come a time where these people are not gonna be able to not, you know, address it in some capacity, I feel like, you know. Or some of these people are four to six percent lost forever. Right. People. Yeah, we're you just ne- we're just never gonna be able to bring them back. Then it'd be the people Jeffrey Epsteining themselves when exactly. when a lot of this stuff comes to light. The only, the only other news I got on Stop the Steal this week is it, it was announced yesterday after an internal investigation that the state of Wisconsin is missing in the neighborhood of about 82,000 absentee ballots. Yep. It's not that there wasn't a chain of custody. It's not that they weren't counted or audited correctly. They were filed. They were counted in the 2020 presidential election. And now they no longer exist according to the uh, state county State and counties registrar's offices. Kaiser Soze. <laughs> Come again. Um, Wisconsin states that they lost track of roughly 82,000 mail-in ballots in the state during the 2020 presidential election. That's a state where Joe Biden won by a margin of 20,682, allegedly. Mm. And, yeah, it's pretty interesting to see uh, when their friends at God it starts just how they're going to kind of uh, – Try to shape the narrative on that one. So interesting to see some of the stuff that's going on with uh, Stop the Steal. Election audit results, hopefully coming soon, possibly by our Friday show. And then again, also observing the stuff that went on in Afghanistan, you have the Pennsylvania state audit ready to kick off, subpoenas ready to be issued. But again, they said they were going to give a little bit of time for the families and the nation to kind of, I don't even know if you want us to call it heal, maybe start to heal from the stuff that kind of happened over there this week. Yeah, it's rough. Save that exhale, though, because as we round it up today with some COVID news, we have kind of gotten some insider info on just how they're doing the uh, vaccine mandation in the military. So this is kind of what I've heard. And if you're in the military, please reach out. This is from several people who are kind of in it and active right now. Vaccine mandates come up. Your unit comes up. Your commanding officers call you over to wherever you're going to get vaccinated or not. They have two tables set up. Okay. The first table is a senior officer with a chaplain, and they want to know if you would like a uh, vaccine exemption. If you request one, they're going to ask you which other vaccines prior to this one. And while you were in the military, did you ask for a religious exemption from? And if you have none or have taken all the vaccines so far as a serviceman or woman, you are then sent to another table where there's also a commanding officer sitting this time with the JAG. So they can start to write down the amount of people they need to know they're going to have that are going to refuse this on whether or not they're going to see, they're going to kick you out of the service or not. Cause apparently what I've heard is when the anthrax vaccine first came out, they lost tens of thousands of servicemen and women who just refused it. You know, some were able to stay in, but an overwhelming majority were not. Um, They made it into such a scare tactic like this one that it was either you're getting it or you're gone. 
and and a lot of them were in the their first contracts or whatever, and they were gone. So apparently, what they're doing now is they're getting a running tally of just how many people are going to refuse it to see on whether or not they're going to make it. Like, okay, you're going to get a black mark on your record, but you're going to get to stay in because we can't lose hundreds of thousands of people, or they're going to have enough people that are willing to take it that for the ones that refuse and aren't eligible for religious exemption or any other kind of exemption are going to get kicked out. Noah feelings. Uh, feelings? <laughs> bad feelings. Uh, I actually have uh, unclassified from the secretary of the Navy. Okay. Uh, this is the actual, I guess, guidance regarding the COVID vaccine for the, uh, the military protecting the health of the force and warfighting readiness is of paramount importance. Mm. I thank and applaud all of you who have been become fully vaccinated. Your action helps to ensure the health and safety of you, your family, your shipmates, and your mission. Um, I'm just going to kind of go past a bunch of this bullshit. Vaccination is the most effective tool we have to prevent the widespread blah, 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 blah. As the faithful maritime protectors of our country in peacetime and war, each of us must take ownership of our readiness to preserve and protect the force and ensure ensure the success of our mission. Effective immediately, all Department of the Navy active duty service members who are not already vaccinated or exempted are required to be fully vaccinated within 90 days, mm. and all reserve component service members are required to be fully vaccinated within 120 days of this issuance with an FDA-approved vaccination against COVID-19. TikTok. <laughs> Service members voluntarily immunized with the COVID-19 vaccine under FDA emergency use authorization or World Health Organization bullshit right. Not emergency the use listing in accordance with applicable dose requirements prior to or after the establishment of this policy are considered fully vaccinated. It goes on and on. Uh, but basically this is where the teeth is. The order to obtain full vaccination is a lawful order mm. and failure to comply is punishable as violation of a lawful order under Article 92 of the Uniform Code of Military Justice and may result in punitive or adverse administrative action or both. Sounds ugly. Chief of Naval Operations uh, and Commandant of the Marine Corps have authorized Authority to exercise the full range of administrative and disciplinary actions to hold non-exempt service members appropriately accountable. This may include, but is not limited to, removal of qualification for advancement, promotions, reenlistment, or continuation consistent with the existing regulations, or otherwise considering vaccination status and personal action as appropriate. So yeah, threats. Lots of threats. That's coming from the same guy who put out the threats this week to not talk shit about your chain of command. In regards to the, uh, yeah, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller, that's that's the the chief of the Navy, the, the person who's in charge of, you know, the Joint Chief who's at the top of the Navy right now, and he's the same one that issued that um, mm -hmm. warning also this week. So it seems like he's got a lot of, uh, he's in the um, General Milley category of wokeness, apparently. Eyeshadow? He must be definitely <laughs> searching the high seas for white rage everywhere. Oh, Keisha, what are your feelings on white rage? <laughs> I, I'm like it, this, the 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 military and the vaccine is one of the like I feel my my head already kind of you know like oh like it, I get warm I'll say because to me one thing that should never ever 
like I don't know why that this clown world it's like it's really like I don't know one thing should never happen is to force a military which is like you know one thing Trump tells all the time like one of the best military in the world like we not one of the huh not one of the and it's it's how can this even be possible that they're forcing the military to inject themselves with a thing that was made in a foreign country that it's not even it's already in conflict but you know what i mean it's like it, this type of thing it, in i don't know if you guys are aware but i've heard anything about um the electronic uh, microscope um when they checked the vaccine they actually got a sample and they found graphene in all of them, yep. all of the main ones. And then it is actually toxic. It actually like deteriorates your organs and God knows that's why I interact. I have a lot of like detail on that one. Well, those but were, I think those it... were like proprietary ingredients that they were able to leave off because they were secret ingredients. Mm, my favorite kind. And, is yeah. that like secret sauce? Kind of secret. How does it even how like yeah they're uh, experimenting oh, wow. on a military but people don't even like see see the obvious thing isn't it like how did you take that triple oh, our military exactly military. so before, here's here's before. something along those lines sorry to interrupt you i was actually really bummed that we didn't have the guest uh that reschedule because he's a doctor probably pretty well known well and he's going on stinchfield tonight he's going on where stinchfield oh okay he's well, like he's like newsmax's tucker so we got beat by <laughs> newsmax's tucker yeah <laughs> But so here's the thing. So I obviously don't know. I'm not a doctor. Oh, okay. Uh, I play one sometimes. Right. Mediocrely. <laughs> right. Uh, but here's the thing. So this is a mRNA quote unquote vaccine, mm-hmm. whether or not it's actually legitimately classified as a vaccine. But to my understanding with it, They are flexible vaccines. So when the spike proteins become less effective due to mutations, et cetera, any of that other stuff, scientists can insert new mRNA sequences to adjust. Oh, sounds like boosters. So, yeah, exactly. So, But how else can these uh, sequences be added to the system? Like, does it have to be by blood? Right. Are you talking can about it be electronically? Five, not even electronically. 5G at least? No. Like Damn it. in the water supply, in food, anything like that. Like, is it possible for that kind of thing to happen? So, could this process of quote unquote updating the, you know, your Windows ninety five, just kidding, but updating your uh, your sequence to adjust to whatever it needs to be adjusted to, could this potentially be co opted by an enemy, like a bioweapon? Right. Like I don't know. I wanted to, I wanted to ask the doctor that. Well, people are scanning their arms after getting the shot, and like Geisha, we miss you so much. God, I wish we had video just for that. <laughs> Go ahead, Antoinette. No, but people are even scanning their arms, yeah. you know, where they got the shot, and Bluetooth like codes and things are popping up. Like, I mean, it's not just one or two people. Or, I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of stuff on the internet that are people are Bullshit. trolling. TikTok They're trolling. Yeah. yeah. Like I, somebody sent me a video the, of like somebody that obviously worked in a vet, like a vet tech at a fucking vet veterinarian office, and they were scanning not her arm, but like her sleeve right. over her arm, and a, and all the numbers for like a dog microchip came up. It's like yeah, she's got a freaking 
dog, right dog microchip taped in her sleeve. She's like, got a SIM card it's, underneath. It's, it's, they're, they're getting TikTok yeah, likes. It's all yeah. it is. You know, it's it's you just for traffic. See how the infiltration travels too, because I I've, I know for a fact that there are like we have people on the internet that infiltrate within the information that's of happening. Course. It's something yeah, it's bizarre to just discredit. Like I see a lot, like with the with the um, protest. For example, there's being it happened to me even like once that they will send a photo of some huge event somewhere else that has absolutely nothing to do with what's happening. Right. And they will be like, oh, this is a protest in Ireland or whatever. Well, there's actually a protest in Ireland. Um, but then then it was like, oh, that photo is fake. That there, that was an event in like Rio de Janeiro. And it's like, well, it's actually true. Like the, the image itself was from like Rio de Janeiro. But it's like really to discredit all the other things that are going on. And then these are the images that Instagram likes to um, share. So so it yeah. gives them, you know, the whole like, oh, the misinformation thing, you know, that Nazi, let's take down people from Crazy the internet. Conspiracy I'm, so there. Yeah. I'm, I'm like almost invisible. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's pretty interesting to hear. Well, a new poll came out. This was released by Rasmussen over the last 24 hours. Um, this is from the National Nurses Association. One in eight. That's after last week we talked about how PhD holders are amongst the least vaccinated population across the board. One in eight nurses polled, and I believe it was of 25,000 registered nurses, admit at least. You mean the ones that haven't gotten fired yet? Right, the ones that haven't gotten fired yet who were our frontline saviors last year um, now are being deemed evil people. Wait, so if they were essential before, now they're non-essential? My, how the tides have turned. Wait, did you say PhDs? Because I heard that PhDs are some of like the largest group of anti-vaxxers. That's what I said. This yeah. I said oh, okay. this this was piggybacking off of last week when we talked about how PhD holders across the board are some of the least okay. vaccinated um, in regards to the COVID vaccine. And now it comes out this week from Rasmussen that only one in eight of of all registered nurses polled admit right. to being vaccinated um, in full context. So I, I thought that was pretty interesting to hear. You know, what else is pretty interesting to hear is Noah's favorite, Dr. Reservoirs himself. Mm. Tony Fauci came <laughs> Uncle on. Uncle Fauci. Right. Trying to sneak a little fear porn into the Afghanistan narrative by talking about coming after your children. Let's hear what he had to say. Got some local issues. Culver City Unified School District in California became the first public school district in the U.S. to require vaccinations, not only for teachers and staff, but also for eligible students who are 12 and over. Now that the vaccine has full approval from the FDA, the, the Pfizer vaccine, would you like to see it mandated for students elsewhere in the U.S.? And once it's approved for kids under 12, should it be mandated for them too? You know, I know that a lot of people will be pushing back against that, but if you get the imprimatur about the safety what? and the strong benefit-risk ratio for the children... When that gets established, which I believe it certainly will, by the FDA and the ACIP, I believe that mandating vaccines for children to appear in school is a good idea. And remember, Jake, this is not something new. We have mandates in many places in schools, particularly public schools, that if, in fact, you want a child to come in, we've done this for decades and decades. You have TB. You have yeah. you have TB. You have tetanus, things like that. Pretty normal. When did that happen? Man? That 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 was yesterday. He, he was on. Why why Fauci still around? Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying. All right. 
Didn't, didn't he just like got like wasn't that it's not we're talking about different guys that are different fauci is not the same fauci email guy like that <laughs> right now it shouldn't be even saying a word should be well the like fauci clones fighting the biden clone right now in the basement so the only other news i got it's kind of an, another narrative busting good news bad news it's good news for us it, it, it's been reported there are now breakthrough cases in the nation of Israel, in the last week, 12,000. The country is 98% vaccinated, fully vaccinated. Wow. So wait, so they're at the numbers that we're supposed to be at. And, and, and have had 12,000 new breakthrough cases in just the last seven days. Same vaccine? Same vaccine sent from us to there. Well, that's awkward. It sure is. I mean, you combine all that stuff that's come out with some recent revelations from Dr. Malone. Um, you have other doctors out in the community who are really fighting on behalf of uh, the non-science that they're using to push this narrative, both at, you know, the national level in regards to things like the federal government and the military, all the way down to affecting school children. And there being no long-term studies or science behind kind of Mandating any of this stuff. It's interesting to see that that news from Israel broke today. It's going to be interesting to see how they kind of skew it one Spin way. that one. But you, you can't ignore the fact that so many new breakthrough cases in a country that's supposedly 98% fully vaccinated. Um, it kind of, it's the equivalent of a tactical nuke in regards to, you know, the whole narrative of that. Getting it's this because is- it's working. <laughs> 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 Please come back for an in-studio. We yeah. miss you. It's so funny. So, I mean, like, you have to think now at this point that the vaccinated people almost seem to be more susceptible to getting these other variants because the the spike proteins aren't protecting them against that variant. So maybe it's actually weakening their immune system. It's also pretty interesting how when a disaster like Afghanistan happens, all those variants just kind of go away. Mm-hmm. Except the Ligma one. That one's always uh-huh. <laughs> What, per, what percentage of uh, vaccination is the Taliban? Oh, gosh. Well, somebody already got them with the, the Sugma vac. Oh. So they trolled them on their official Twitter, and they said they, they do not understand what this means, and they did the Donald Trump dadding. <laughs> Sugma, Sugma balls. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it, was, it was actually pretty excellent. Well, that surely was an action-packed show today. Um, it was a biggie. You know what else is big? Just kidding. Geisha Montez, thank you for coming down with us. We really appreciate you having uh, the time to share some insight with us. Before we cut with you, why don't you let all of our uh, listeners know where they could find you on social media. Anything you got. YouTubes, oh. Telegrams, Instagrams. I, yeah, I, put, I, I put the link in the, in the Instagram if they find me. Um, you will have to spell it, um, you know letter by letter so i i pop up because otherwise you're not going to be able to find me but my um instagram and twitter and all of that it's kind of like the same name is geisha montes g-e-i-s-h-a-m-o-n-t-e-s from there i i link all my other um ways to contact it was fun to see you guys again you know i missed you and it's really nice to hear more news yeah, well, we definitely love having you one of our favorite co-hosts and guests. And you're always welcome on the Steak for Breakfast podcast. You know what I hope isn't shadow banned? Our podcast. And you can find them on all major podcasting platforms. 
Um, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Podbean, and Google Podcasts is where you can listen. Also, our website. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. And don't forget to download, listen, like, follow, and share. The Steak for Breakfast podcast can be found on Instagram at Steak for Podcast Breakfast. There, you will find a link tree. And once you click on that, baby, the world is open to you. You got our Telegram, Antoinette's Telegram, her Instagram, our backup accounts, our websites where you could stream the show if you're having difficulty listening. Uh, show credits for this week, obviously, Hannah Kirkpatrick of New Earth Media and Miss Geisha Montez, one of our favorite guests. Um, in addition to that, The Daily Breb, Wonder Woman, Canadians 10, Cagbro, 88, Scalps, uh, Steve Bannon's War Room, Not Q, Garbaggio of the Garbaggio Instagram Families, Emerald Robinson of Newsmax, Christina Bob of OAN, and of course, Mr. Tom Pappert of The National File. Ladies and gentlemen, please visit our sponsors, Odyssey, some of the top quality headphones and in-studio recording gear. They're found at odyssey.com. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. Stay ready gear. Get those concealed carry holsters needs met. They're on stayreadygear.com, and they're also on Facebook and Instagram. Man rubs. Don't mistreat your meat. Mm. Getting close to the end of the summer. Rub it on. Slap it up. Smoke it. And enjoy. Manrubs.com. They're on Instagram. They're on Facebook as well. Mike down at West Coast Survival Arms. You can reach him on Facebook Messenger and at 619-870-6992. Tactical gear done right. Our friends over at Mediocre Medic, MediocreMedic.com. They're also on Instagram. And Mark Joe Friday down at Dumpbox and Dumpbox.uet. He's on Facebook. He's on Instagram. And he's got the Zero Fuck Stuck. Uh, we've got a lot of great upcoming shows for you all. We are going to try to reschedule with Dr. Sarasky, maybe this Friday, maybe next Tuesday, but he's assured us that he's going to join us and have a really good discussion about all the COVID stuff that's going on. Um, but on this Friday, we're going to have Illinois' congressional candidate, Bobby Python, best known for his uh, viral video from a few weeks ago where he called out Dan Crenshaw on election integrity issues, and, and we're going to get to the bottom of that and everything that his campaign about. In addition to Waking Up with Linda, she'll be joining us as well. Um, next Tuesday, we'll have on Kayla Michelle, the Fit Patriot, Jeremy Bravo on the 10th of September, Miss Gabby Fox on September 14th, Hernikit Kirkpatrick is going to be circling back on the 17th of September, and on the 21st of September coming up, um, Miss Noor Bin Laden will be joining the show nice. again. Yeah, it's going to be a great one. Um, friends of the Week. Axia now 8.0, Lila 3.1. Don't worry, it's just another backup account. Um, that the Southern Dude, mostly peaceful memes. And uh, we can never, ever, ever forget Baby Cakes 2.0. Before you uh, reconvene with us on Friday, there's a few things that we ask. You always try to do in between this show and the next. First of all, is do your research. It's extremely important. We talked about a lot. We broke down so much stuff this week. We gave you guys audio clips, references, stats, this, that, and the other thing. If it interests you, you want to try to debunk it or you want to learn more about it, go do your own research and please don't use Google as a search engine. Oh, it's trash. Hold the line. Ride it. Buy the dip. Get the fug in here. Snatch the wigs. Let's see what happens and where we go one, we go all. Like I've already mentioned, we're going to be back on Friday with Illinois' congressional candidate, Bobby Python, and we're going to wake up with Linda. But until then, thanks for listening. And on behalf of Noah, see you on Friday. Antoinette. Bye, girly. 
Bye, guys. And our guest, Geisha Montez. This has been episode 59 of the Steak for Breakfast podcast. I'm Roan. Thanks for listening and take care. Homegirl turned to me and said, Joshua, that feels so good. Do you miss me? They miss me.